Welcome to Free Talk Live. So glad that you've joined us tonight. It's uh, Stephanie with you today. And Jeremy. And Mark. And uh, Jeremy is joining us. Usually you hear me and Mark on the show on Sundays. And by the way, this is a live Sunday night edition of Free Talk Live, live every night from 7 to 10 p.m. Uh, Jeremy is joining us today all the way from Australia. Right, Jeremy? All the way from Australia. That's right. It's winter and about 12 o'clock in the afternoon. No, no, it's about nine in the morning there. Nine in the morning and winter in yeah, Australia. Yeah. What does winter in Australia look like? Because, I mean, it's it's hard. Australia is this kind of place that uh, the United States doesn't have the, the greatest uh, picture of. Um, yeah, know, I know. It's because a lot of desert. There's never been a war between the U.S. and Australia. Right. So. I don't know. I, I do know that it's a big island down there someplace. <laughs> uh, and lots of kangaroos. Yeah. But I, they don't generally hop through the city like like we'd like to think. No. But um, <laughs> bears come through cities here. So. Um, kangaroos but, can kind of kick, right? They do, kind yeah. They're, they're, I, I do have friends in Canberra, which is the capital of Australia. They're the only people who have told me they actually have had kangaroos like in their yards and stuff, but generally they're out in the woods, in the bush, as they say. What about koala bears? Do they hang out in your uh, yard? No, it's hard to... My wife, the first, she's from Sydney. I'm from Spokane over in Washington State. But my wife, the first time she saw a koala bear in the wild was when I was traveling in Australia with her when she was 26. And she'd lived there for... 26 years. Gotcha. So. <laughs> yeah, it's just um, certainly you, you can you can live in the United States without having seen a bear or any time. Or a deer. Yeah. 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 <laughs> deer, yeah, a lot yeah. more prevalent. Yeah. So, a lot of people want to see moose never, when they come to New Hampshire, but they don't get moose, so lucky. Moose, yeah. We, yeah. We, we, uh, we've been staying in New Hampshire for a week now, and we've been driving up. Uh, we were up in the uh, White Mountains and driving up looking for moose oh. up in the roads. We, we never found any skunks. Yeah. We saw a lot of skunks in a yard. Porcupines? Some good pictures. No porcupines. Are there porcupines in, in New yeah, Hampshire? Yeah, there are oh, yes. lots of them. Right. Yeah. So, Jeremy, you, you did um, Free Oz Radio. Some people might know you from that, right? Yeah, maybe about 400 people might know me from that. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> it's more than, uh, it's, what do they say with podcasting, everyone will be famous to 15 people, I think. I think that it was or an is that old 15 Warhol seconds quote. of fame? Yeah. <laughs> well, that's, yeah, Warhol had both those quotes, as I understand it. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. That's because it's on Facebook. It said, yeah. Andy Warhol... With podcasting, everyone will be famous for 15 minutes. Yes, I think the podcasting uh, <laughs> podcasting brings to life Andy Warhol's uh, quote that <laughs> yeah. everybody will be famous to uh, 15 people. I don't know that Andy Warhol ever had any idea that podcasting would come around. But, you know, what I want to know about is the geography of Australia. I mean, I'm, We actually I'm, do have a call on the line. Do you want to take the call first? Okay, or? go ahead. Okay, let's go right to the phones. This is, of course, a show where you can call about anything that's on your mind. And we've got Mike listening in California. Mike, are you with us? Yeah, waited all day for your show to come on. Hey, uh, all right. that guest from Australia that's on, I was wondering if he could answer a question about guns. Jeremy, would you like uh, to answer it? Possibly. I've been there since 2005, but uh, so a little while, but we'll see. What, uh, what? Yeah, what's your question, Mike? Well, everything I've researched about the outlaw of guns in Australia, uh, they see the people that advocate the outlaw of guns always cite that massacre that happened. I was wondering if there's any evidence to suggest that that was a staged attack, possibly like like the like the FBI does here, that they get low grade morons to carry out an attack and then say that they were terrorists, you know. And they the FBI supplies the uh, the bomb making material to people here. It, it, What's the massacre like situation uh, in Tasmania? Uh, I'm not sure how many years ago. Um, there it was a Columbine type massacre, if I uh, remember okay. correctly, and. Basically, they did a gun buyback program, and um, 
hunters can still get licenses to hunt and have hunting guns and whatever, but just in general, um, it's hard hand, to own no a hand gun. guns. No handguns, really. Yeah. Um, I, being that I, I'm completely for gun freedom, but guns have never been that interesting to me or or a pet issue. And also the same thing with with sort of, I guess, conspiracy theories on the same way where the government does so many things in the open that I don't really delve into conspiracy theories. So I, I haven't read anything about that being a staged attack or anything like that. doesn't mean that, that that's not out there. Mike, does well, that the answer? F- the FBI supplying uh, uh, bomb-making materials to people they find at homeless shelters. That's not conspiracy. That happens here. And yeah. I guess I'm just wondering uh, how do people uh, feel now that they can see that uh, having guns taken away does nothing to affect the, the rate of crime and actually helps crime take place. Yeah, I, I don't... Um, is there any evidence that uh, crime has gone up uh, as a result of people not being able to have handguns in Australia? Because some would say that that's the case, the handguns deter crime. And it's, you know, I mean, it makes a certain amount of sense. But... Uh, and I've seen that evidence um, in England, for example. Yeah, but I don't know. But I haven't specifically seen the evidence in Australia. And I, and I do believe it. I believe that where criminals know there aren't guns, they're more likely to be violent. However... The, at least the, in the media, the violence is a lot more prevalent in areas of America that don't have guns than than I've seen a, a lot. Like that massacre is the last one I've heard about in Australia. So, all right, Mike, uh, anything else on your mind? No, that was it. I appreciate your show and everything you guys do. Okay, thanks so much. I appreciate your call. All right, uh, so we we were going to talk about uh, the geography of Australia, but I also had a question for Jeremy. You said you moved there in two thousand five. Yeah. Um, was that was there a specific reason that you moved there? Like because it was freer or something? Where were you from originally? Uh, I was from Spokane, which is four hours east of Seattle in okay. Washington yeah, State. So is this that. one of those situations where people from the United States think you sound like you're Australian, but people from Australia think you sound like you're from the United States? Is that kind of the way the way it goes? You're the last night. You you said I sounded like I was from Australia. No one's mentioned. Yeah, that. you do. Yeah, that's cool. I, I, <laughs> I, um, uh. Yeah, but I haven't heard that from anyone else in the last two weeks that I've been in. Uh, yeah, over two weeks I've been just in. Just being nice. Oh, Good day, Mike. Being nice, I, I, I think the Australian accent's cool. That's nice uh, to say. Yeah. <laughs> just yeah. haven't brought it up. <laughs> and and actually, Australians usually ask if I'm Canadian. And I don't know if they're just being nice, because people around the world often conflate the American government with Americans. Yeah. And do uh, do they? they? Yeah, yeah. From, uh, uh, yeah, living in Japan and Australia. Um, You've lived in both, yeah, yeah, um, and yeah. I, I don't. It's Do you not feel a big like issue. Conflate you with the United States government? Not me. Policy? Okay. Not me, but Americans in general that they haven't met, mm-hmm. they think um, are, um, you know, pro-war. And I haven't really traveled uh, abroad much since nine eleven. Uh, just you know, <laughs> basically since nine eleven, I've been on the air and growing a radio program, so I don't have a lot of time for vacation. Uh, compared to Ian, I take a lot, but uh, <laughs> not, not much. Um, back to honestly, Florida. Right, back to Florida. I don't yeah. have time to you know travel around the globe or anything like that. And so, I mean, I haven't really noticed, you know, people have never said anything like that to me. I just don't know. Yeah. So was it a search for freedom, Jeremy, or did you have other no, reasons? No, no, no. I, um, I, when I was 25, I decided, I didn't know what I wanted to do for a job or anything. So I decided to go live overseas for a bit. And that was in Japan that I went and taught English. And within about a month, I met my wife, who's from Sydney in Australia. Mm-hmm. And 
I loved being a foreigner, just having something different about me and whatever. She didn't like it so much, so it was easy to decide which of our countries to settle in. Gotcha. <laughs> she okay. didn't like the idea of the, going to the United States? Um, well, actually, she was one of the people who, I think, conflated um, Americans with the American government. Sure. And um, she's well, there's completely the changed thing. in that, having you know been with me and... There's Met. something to be said for uh, people get their the, the foreign policy they they deserve. I mean, I don't know that I entirely agree with it, but there's something to be said for. Well, it. I read somewhere that, um, and this isn't you know, Australia is just as democratic as the U.S., if not even a little bit more so. But um, I read somewhere that like a, a lot of, or maybe I heard you say it. I don't know <laughs> that a lot of um, I hear you say a lot, but um, that that maybe countries that aren't so democratic, hear about America being the land of the free and democratic and everything. And so they think, well, the American government is the people. So therefore, whatever the American government is doing, it means the people support that. Sure. When in fact, the American people know very little about what their government is doing because Mm -hmm. they basically say, well, those folks take care of it. So real quick, Jeremy, um, by the way, you can call us at 855-450-FREE if you want to talk about Australia or anything else. We still have some uh, news we wanted to discuss. But real quick, is there any chance that you may be thinking about moving to New Hampshire? We we are Free State Project members. Um, uh, The only commitment right now is within five years of 20,000 people. All right. Sounds good to me. It's Free Talk Live (laughs) and there's more coming up. We'd love to hear from you tonight. Here on Free Talk Live, we've been pretty excited about the Bitcoin. It's a decentralized free market digital currency. You can learn more about it at weusecoins.com. But if you already have some Bitcoins and you'd like to spend them, you can spend them at spendbitcoins.com. When you spend Bitcoins on Amazon via SpendBitcoins.com, Free Talk Live gets a cut. Or if you're an Australian trying to figure out how to buy Bitcoins, you can buy them with cash at au.spendbitcoins.com. Once again, that's SpendBitcoins.com. Welcome back to the show. You are listening to Free Talk Live. 855-450-3733 is our number. You're listening to the live Sunday night edition with Stephanie. And Jeremy. And Mark. And we would love to hear from you tonight about anything that's on your mind. One more time, 855-450-3733. By the way, did you know that if you have something that you want to hear discussed on Free Talk Live, we can't make any promises that we're going to get to it. But uh, if you put it up on the front page right over at freetalklive.com, which is our website, you can get lots of eyes on your article and you can also bring it to our attention. And if it's interesting, we'll talk about it on the show. So freetalklive.com, it's right there at the front page and you'll find lots of other features there as well. Gentlemen, did you want to talk about well, uh, Mark? has a message. Yeah, for us I, first. I, I, yeah. Real, real quick, I want to talk about uh, bitcoins. Jeremy, you uh, you make a living working with bitcoins. Is that right? I do. And don't don't tell my competitors because they probably think I'm really small. And <laughs> <laughs> I mean, people uh, would be competitors. <laughs> Your website is uh, spendbitcoins.com. It is yes, and uh, people can go there and buy things from Amazon and several other sites. Amazon. Uh, well, yeah. Uh, Amazon, PayPal. Um, you don't buy anything from PayPal, do you? No, no, but through PayPal. Okay. Um, a lot of a lot of sites accept PayPal. So, uh, yeah, there's 
I don't know, 10, 20 different sites. Most of the business goes through Amazon and okay. PayPal. So people can buy things online through, you know, online retailers, um, namely Amazon and others. Yeah, if you have some Bitcoins and you don't really know what to do with them or you don't want to change them or whatever, you can go through there, right? Yeah, and spend Bitcoins will buy whatever it is and, you know, you they've got instructions on how, do you, how you go about purchasing them. I've done it and it's relatively easy. Um, so can you tell people what Bitcoins are real quick? Um, bitcoins, uh, I, I like your explanation, which is that uh, bitcoins are internet cash. So um, they they work just like other currencies, like the U.S. dollar or the Australian dollar. Um, but they're online, and they're not through a middleman like a bank or anything. You just want to give bitcoins to someone, you give them straight to them. Um, yeah, you don't have to go through anybody. Um, nobody inserts themselves in, in between the transaction with bitcoins, You're or just... nobody needs to. <laughs> I, I mean, there are companies like myself and like BitInstant, and that that you can uh, buy bitcoins from or or spend bitcoins through or whatever. But you don't need to. You can give them directly to the person that you want to use, uh, so long as that's what you know, they want to accept them directly. So. Yeah, I can't imagine why they wouldn't, but there's probably some circumstance or another. It's a uh, not only is it a currency, but it's a uh, payment uh, online payment device. Is that the right term? Uh, p- online payment program. Yeah, um, you know, it, it service. I guess it's and, online payment service at the same time as being a currency. And and, and I don't. It's hard to know because it's uh, fairly anonymous when you spend bitcoins uh, nobody nobody's name is attached to the right. bitcoin accounts and whatever so nobody really knows what bitcoins are being spent on illegal drugs is one thing but uh, I, I would uh, my guess is that the vast majority right now is sort of speculation people thinking they're going to be worth a lot more later on and and they're buying them and holding them so it's in that way they're thinking of it as a store of value like gold or silver so there's there's lots of different. I use them to buy and sell, and pretty soon BitInstant.com is going to be bringing out a way to do bill pay online too, mm-hmm. so you can pay your mortgage. Mm-hmm. Uh, we we have bill. that in Australia, by the way. Oh really? <laughs> I've had for a while. Yeah. So we're we're I guess uh, we have a lot of these spend services that are focused in the U.S. Um, and then in Australia, we're more like BitInstant, where people can buy. Um, bitcoins through us easily. Do you spend pay. bitcoins? You do, yeah, spend you bitcoins. do everything in Australia, but do you do a you know worldwide? You do basically a lot of things. S- selling. Uh, you know, p- people can buy anything on in most online retailers and um, through spend bitcoins. You, you can also buy bitcoins in the U.S. Um, on spend bitcoins with Money Pack. Not so, even never even heard of it. Money Pack. Yeah. Uh, you walk into Walmart or oh. any of those uh, connected stores, buy a Money Pack for a hundred dollars or two hundred, five hundred. Well, it's twenty dollars up to five hundred dollars, I think. And you come and put the code on our website, and you get bitcoins within a few hours. So that's what they yeah. are. They're an online currency, and uh, you know we've got some people that are very interested in them that uh, sponsor them. So if you want to get some bitcoins, you can uh, go through BitInstant.com. That's BitInstant.com. All right. Well, I wanted to get into this article about Twitter. Um, This is kind of disturbing. Apparently, Twitter says that the U.S. government is requesting information about users on Twitter and that the number of these requests has been rising. Uh, The the subheader here, this is from aljazeera.com, by the way, so another foreign paper (laughs) reporting on things the u.s government does that aren't so nice well Uh, you know it you just can't count on the on the the domestic news agencies to mm -hmm. hold the united states government to account it's sad 
Right. I mean, all their incentives are against that because they want to get those politicians on their shows and they want to have interviews with them and stay in their good graces. I can't explain. I mean, I it, that that isn't enough to explain it all to me. I have no idea why they do it, what do what they do. But mm. they, yeah, I you're right, you, Mark. Maybe there are other things involved. Domestic news yeah. services are just crap when it comes to uh, ex, you know, exposing things the United States government's doing that's uh, tyrannical. You know, I don't know mm-hmm. if they're just brainwashed. I don't know. I, I would. Do you I think be maybe they they feel invested in being Americans and they want to be? I can't seen imagine. As like, this I mean, is a great I country. Or I can't imagine for a second that they're not. I mean, I I tend to believe that, and most mm-hmm. people I've met tend to believe the United States is. Uh, most people that are Americans tend to believe that the United States is the best country on the planet, bar none, and so therefore it can do no wrong. Even if it does some bad things, it doesn't do nearly as bad many bad things as the other countries have done. So mm. you better hush up and just <laughs> keep it quiet about the bad things it's done. Mm. Well, I guess that's what happens when you're taught from a really young age to think of yourselves as part of the we, you know, the collective we, right? Yeah. Uh, the we were in Iraq. We need to spend more money on Social Security or, or whatever phrases you hear. It's always sort of teaching yourself to think of yourself as included as being tied to the government. Sure. They want you to be they want you to say a pledge of allegiance. They want you to be allied with them in their um, you know, depredations, whatever those might be. And that way, you know, when the CIA overthrows the Shah in Iran and uh, or excuse me, it institutes the Shah in Iran uh, and yeah. overthrows a, uh, you know, whatever government was there previously, then that's fine. Mm-hmm. Whenever they're involved in attempting to overthrow, you know, Castro and the Bay of Pigs, it's fine. It's okay. When when they're involved in uh, Nicaragua funding a gang of killers called the Sandinistas, it's fine. <laughs> um, and it's not. And yeah. th- it's not me doing it just because I no, said... No, and there the, are a lot of people who don't want to participate in that in any way. Yeah, just because I said the Pledge of Allegiance when I was in school, because I was told to, does not mean that I'm allied with that kind of thing going on. The people who did that are the people who did that. Yeah, thank you. Uh, so, and if you, of course, have experience in the media, you want to shed some light on sort of why why is it that there's so little coverage of any kind of government tyranny within the U.S.? Uh, periodicals. I mean, it's great that we have access to the internet because otherwise I don't know if we'd really be finding out about a lot of it. But if you have any insights about that, please call us 855-450-FREE is our number. So this from aljazeera.com. Twitter says American government requests keep rising. They say more requests for user information in the first half of 2012 than in the entirety of 2011, predominantly from the U.S. So the first half of 2012, there was more there were more requests than there were in all of 2011 from the U.S. government from the U.S. government. For Twitter information. What kind of information? For information about users. Um, So they just want to find out IP addresses and things? I assume it's IP address because I guess if you really want to be anonymous on Twitter, what else can you really do? I don't know. (laughs) Some people give their phone number to Twitter because they want to get tweets on their phone. Uh, So maybe they would have that information. Twitter said in its first transparency report that the number of government requests for user information or to block content is rising in 2012. And we'll get more into this. Block content? Yeah. uh, They want Twitter to take down people's tweets, I guess. Wow. Yeah. Uh, In the U.S. I mean, I know they did this in Egypt, but yeah, (laughs) in the U.S. Uh, We'll find out more about this for sure. It's Free Talk Live 855-450-FREE is our number. Please give us a call. And uh, there's more coming up. Stay tuned. Technology is created that upends the foundations of society, the wheel. 
the printing press, the internet. Now, in a world sliding into financial chaos, a new technology is changing the way monetary systems work around the world. It is called Bitcoin. Bitcoin is a new form of money, controlled not by banks, governments, or corporations, but through mutual commerce between free individuals. To learn more, visit WeUseCoins.com. Free Talk Live. Welcome back to the show. It's Stephanie with you. And Jeremy. And Mark. And you're listening to the live Sunday night edition. Free Talk Live, of course, is live every night of the week from 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern Time. Find us at freetalklive.com. And while you're there, check out listen.freetalklive.com. That's the subdomain where you can find all the ways you can listen to the show, including the live internet streams, all of our radio affiliates, the satellite webcam, and listen lines. So lots of different ways to get Free Talk Live into your ears over at listen.freetalklive.com. Also, if you're looking for camping, hunting, survival, or shooting gear, and you want the best name brands, and you want them at the best prices that you can find on the internet, because that's what it's been every time I've looked at, done some comparison shopping at manventureoutpost.com, they always have the best name brands at the best prices, whether it's knives, ammunition, scopes, binoculars, laser sights, tactical flashlights, fish finders, boating equipment, whatever you might need uh, for your, the outdoor enthusiast in your life. You can find it at manventureoutpost.com. They're family-owned, members in good standing of the Better Business Bureau, and you can get an additional 5% off with coupon code FTL. Get it quick. Get it from manventureoutpost.com. Okay, gentlemen, we were starting to talk about this article from Al Jazeera describing the requests for information that they ha- that Twitter has had from the U.S. government trying to not only get information about users that's not public, but also to block content that's coming out on Twitter, but we do have a couple of phone calls that I'd like to get into. Let's talk with Christopher in Florida. Christopher, are you with us? Hey, uh, can you hear me? Absolutely. Okay. Uh, I'm not a journalist and neither am I a a daily Twitter, um, but I am a U.S. A twit, a daily twit. (laughs) (laughs) Tweet, tweeters. Tweeter. (laughs) Just making a Twitter joke. Go go on. Okay, sorry. (laughs) I haven't been on Twitter in, or Twitter in a, in a long time, so uh, but I do have an account. I just haven't put anything on there forever. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, isn't our First Amendment right, freedom of speech? And so the U.S. government wants to, uh, like, okay. I, I would say it's a natural right, you know, right. Um, not just. It's a natural right, freedom of speech. Mm-hmm. I, I don't, uh, I, I kind of enjoy that right because I have, I like to, uh, Say whatever the hell I want, pretty much. So, sure. uh, but uh, okay. So, if this is against, I mean, that's a First Amendment right. And back in the day, you would uh, you hear stories and you read stories and books, and and most of it's fiction, but there's a, a grain of a truth to all of it. And it talks about corrupt government or uh, sh- sheriffs or, or whatever corrupt people back in the day that would uh, censor the press and want to censor the press and not want things printed because it was going to hurt their political reputation or whatever. And mm-hmm. and that's been one thing that, that journalists have always been uh, firm and, and strong about is freedom of the press and freedom of speech. So, I mean, I can understand, say, if U.S. government is getting uh, concerns about uh, maybe censoring it, like maybe people talking about... Uh, body parts and so on and and i have a 10 year old or 
12-year-old cousin that's technically on Twitter, she probably says she's 18 if, if that's a requirement. I don't know what the requirements are on Twitter anymore, but uh, just about everything mm-hmm. online, I mean, is 18 or above. And all you have to do is uh, a lot of it is 13 or above. I think there is some, maybe a federal law in the U.S. about sort of creating accounts where you give out any kind of information. So a lot of them will ask you for your birthday. But I think, um, you know, like a 14 or 13 or 14 year old can make their own email address. They can do a lot of things online. Facebook will certainly let, um, you know, somebody. Oh, yeah, little kids. Yeah. Uh, they let a certain certain ages on, and it doesn't take any, anything but a lie to get on. And, and right. you know, Facebook allows you to cuss all you want, and that's half the Internet now, Facebook, and the other half <laughs> is Google. Second most popular website, yeah. Yeah, so that's, I mean, they're, they're, they're trying to take away our, our rights as uh, U.S. citizens. So I... I don't know so, if that's going to help anything. But. Well, Christopher, let's, um, you know, I, I, so as U.S. citizens, I, I you know, these we're, let's refer to the Constitution here. You, you mentioned First Amendment and rights as U.S. citizens, and I, I question this. Um, the Constitution is written in plain speech so that the average person can read it, and they don't. Um, and, <laughs> right. right they, they don't. They don't have any idea yeah. that you do. Like you, you say that uh, speech is the First Amendment, and, and they it certainly, certainly is. aren't going to give you the Cliff's Notes version that really emphasizes your rights in government school either. But I'd be willing to bet that if you went out and asked ninety-five people, uh, if you asked twenty people, that only nineteen, that out of nineteen of them, wouldn't be able to tell you the first, the five rights that are contained in the First Amendment, um, or, or you know, maybe even three of them. I don't know for certain. But um, I'm trying to figure out if I can do it right now. It's, it's, <laughs> Technically, I can't either. I mean, I, I hear about the first and the fifth all the time. You sure. complete the fifth, you complete not to tell, or you can choose not to tell whatever, plead the fifth. Uh, and then there's the First Amendment rights you always hear journalists talking about. So, so First Amendment is uh, speech, religion, press assembly re- assembly and the redress of grievances mm-hmm. so um you know those are the th- those Shoot, are the five <laughs> yeah, yeah, but uh, the thing but why that, does it matter i the, mean the supreme it... court has been given appellate jurisdiction and then placed itself through a uh, a ruling um that it was you know it was the final arbiter of what the constitution says so frankly it doesn't matter what you and i read in the constitution because what we read doesn't matter. If that were so, then there wouldn't be twenty thousand gun laws in the country because it would be. It would say that uh, you know the right to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed. End of story. But it has been infringed. The right to speech has been infringed. Endless- and people endlessly debate about like that comma that's in the um, Second Amendment, like the the well regulated militia comma being necessary to. Th- then why are they throwing people that uh, publish dirty magazines in jail um, or or websites? Because they're obviously right. using speech in the press. There's not there's not an issue of commas there. The fact well, is right, that they yeah. say that rights can be mitigated, and mm-hmm. if rights can be mitigated, then there are no rights. And that's why I think that we should look at this not from a framework of coming from the Constitution and the Constitution gives us rights, but that we have these rights as virtue of being human, as because we're human beings, basically. Right. Yeah. Christopher, any other thoughts? Uh, why are what kind of tweets are they want to take out? I mean, I, I mean, like I, I was saying, I mean, if if a fourteen year old's on there and she's reading about penises and vaginas, then that might be a little. Uh, something to censor, but if it's... Mm. That sounds like her parents... uh, uh, Yeah, per parents' purview, not not the government. Thank you for the call, Christopher. We'll we'll discuss that a little bit more as we we get into this article, but we do actually have another call waiting on the line. Let's talk with Kelvin in Colorado. Kelvin, are you with us? Yes, I am. Hi, Stephanie, Jeremy, and Mark. Welcome. (laughs) Hey, uh, just uh, 
speaking a little bit to what you guys were just uh, discussing, I've gone and, and tried to read some of the, the writings of the founders, and particularly the, uh, the Constitution and the Bill of Rights, and I've been appalled that they, they have these uh, sentences that run forever. You know, I would be <laughs> yeah. walked out of English if I had run on sentences like that. So, I well, in those days, the longer your sentence, that mean, meant something about you. Yeah, also, um, you know, I mean, things have just changed as far as grammar goes. Um, it's mm. they, they say it's inalienable rights, but it was unalienable. You know, whatever. <laughs> mm. Well, it makes it a lot harder when you're trying to, uh, you know, you know, there's formal methods of breaking down a sentence and, you know, the subject and the object and all that stuff to really analyze what is being said in this sentence. And when you have a sentence that's 35 words long, it makes it really tough to figure well, that and out. And this is one anyway. of the problems that I have with uh, the Constitution. I mean, we're talking about 230-year-old uh, technology. Um, this is the oldest governing document in the world. And of course, it was it was put together by committee, and of course, it's got flaws in it, and it's incredibly difficult to to modify. Not to say that I want the modifications that most people are going to make to the to the document, <laughs> because most people are going to make um, you know modifications like you know uh, I read one today. right to clean water, like the UN Declaration of Human Rights, right? And, and yeah, like I want everybody to have clean water too, but how like should somebody else's rights be infringed to provide that to them? And I think the answer is right. no. The the fact is, I have the right, I own my body, and everything comes from that. That means that I have the right to speech, I have the right to religion, philosophy is the way I choose to, uh, to, to interpret that. I have the right to you know, do what I want on my property. But that doesn't mean that I have the right to impose anything on anyone else. If I have the right to free medical care, that means that somebody has to provide me with a doctor. Well, and another important point, we never consented to the Constitution. We didn't sign that. We were just born here, and now we're expected to be subjected to it. It's Free Talk Live. Kelvin, hold the line if you would. I want to talk more with you on this. Free Talk Live, there's more coming up. 855-450-FREE. As a smoker, you know traditional cigarettes are unhealthy, and the taxes be the very beast stealing your freedom to smoke. That's why the Vapor Station offers an assortment of electronic cigarette kits. Each rechargeable, refillable kit is an effective, affordable alternative to smoking. No combustion, no tar, no foul, lingering odors, and no smoke, secondhand or otherwise. Just inhale pure enjoyment and exhale vapor. Take a puff just about anywhere without getting hassled. Get your e-cigarette kit now at VaporStation.com. Free Talk Live. Welcome back to the show. You're listening to the Live Sunday Edition with Stephanie. And Jeremy. And Mark. And we thank you for joining us this evening. 855-450-3733 is the number where you can call in and bring up anything that's on your mind. Also, please go to news.freetalklive.com if you want to keep updated with the latest news about Free Talk Live, including email updates. You can find our Twitter page. Well, as long as the U.S. government doesn't take down Free Talk Live's <laughs> tweets and also our Facebook as well. So news.freetalklive is the place to go if you want to find all that. Okay, we were speaking with Kelvin in Colorado. Gentlemen, let's go back to the phones and bring Kelvin back on. Kelvin? Hey, yes, I'm back. Uh, what I wanted to talk about was something uh, pretty amazing that, or at least to me, that I found out. Uh, did you know that... Uh, Several countries, uh, including uh, Ecuador, use the United States dollar as their currency. Yes, yes. I did know that. Is it, does it, Belize does that too. 
that sort of blows my mind that a, another country would use the currency of, you know, a, a different country. Why not? Uh, to run. Well, I thought that the, the use of the currency was one of the, you know, or the manipulation of the currency was one, one of the most powerful tools that the, the bureaucrats had to mess with the uh, the economy. One of the surf, uh, most surefire ways for them to lose their power, however, is to lose control of their fiat currency, and the vast majority of them tank really quickly. I think so, Zimbabwe is on the U.S. dollar after the um, after their dollar tanked as well. Makes sense. Um, yeah. You know, so they... Uh, you know, so the, they don't want to lose their power. They certainly have some of it, and if they stick them, if they stick with well, what is currently the world's reserve currency, the United States dollar, uh, it's an easy thing to, to take. It's taken worldwide, and although and, some people speculate that the U.S. dollar isn't going to be the world reserve currency for too long, some have, but yeah. uh, you know, currently adoption of it is is on the way up. Uh, people will show here and there where Iran is trading trading with China, and they're not using dollars. The world's going to end. I, you know, I don't, I don't know what's going to happen. I've yeah. certainly heard a lot of predictions. Uh, you well, know. it seems like the people in Ecuador have about as much control over the U.S. government's um, handling of the U.S. currency as the people in the U.S. do. You know, like it's controlled by the Federal Reserve. So we can't do anything about it. Neither can the people who use their currency in Ecuador. Um, it's pretty much the Fed. Well, what, uh, what uh, this is leading to is... I'm, uh, I've become really interested in Bitcoins recently, and I was thinking that this might be a good alternative for, to be adopted at some point as a, a currency, of, you know, a national currency. And then I thought, well, that'll never happen because they're not going to want to give up the ability to inflate or mess around with their own currency. But then, It might get that then, status, uh, in fact, you yeah. know, like de facto, everybody will be yeah, wanting to Yeah, I'm wondering, with Greece having its monetary problems if if a lot of Greeks might just go to Bitcoin. Well, if you've got to ask yourself if, um, you know, as a person who, who believes in, say, money that's uh, of value, is if a, if a country ha- did business in gold and silver as opposed to some fiat currency, and as far as I know, not a single one does. They hold gold and silver, but they have their own fiat currencies. If one if one of them did that, wouldn't we take their money? I mean, you know, people will buy solid gold Krugerrands. People will buy, um, you know, solid gold maple leaves. As I understand, it's uh, maple leaves is the only time you'll ever say leaves as opposed to leaves. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah, that, that more than one um, gold medal coin made in uh, Canada is called a uh, more than one is referred to as leaves as opposed to leaves. <laughs> anyway, um, you, you know, people are happy to do business in these foreign. There's, uh, I think, Austria has the same. Symphony and uh, Australia has, uh, I think they've got uh, koalas or something on theirs. But you know, you really, can... is that true, Jeremy? Probably old ones like the okay. U.S. Um, I so want a dollar. gold They're... koala. <laughs> <laughs> they've got different types over there. There's no doubt. And so, I mean, people would definitely take those. They would do business in that. And I think yeah. that a country, I would think that some little country could really change their fortunes if they went on this. But there has been. And this is delving into the realm of conspiracy. I don't know. I'm not going to claim to know. But the the claim is is that uh, countries that try to go on to the gold standard get invaded. Iraq, 
Libya. I mean, I've heard. I didn't I've, know Iraq tried to go under the Gulf. I, I can't verify this okay. because the Internet's so full of crap. Well, there is <laughs> there is another explanation for this, though. I mean, which is Gresham's law, which is that good, um, bad money drives out good. Sure. So basically what people's behavior is like when there are competing currencies is that they want to hold on to what they value more. So like maybe hard money or bitcoins and they want to spend the quote worthless FRNs, you know, the things that they don't they don't really think are are of as much value. So are going to hold as much value anyway. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So then and there let me are lots explain of that, uh, you know, explain that in real life real yeah. quick. Um, you know, if you're talking about you've got gold and you know that the, um, you know, the United States is devaluing its dollar and rather quickly um, when you as, as you you're going to hoard your gold, <laughs> I've, I've heard that the dollar is devaluing at 10 percent per year when you start figuring in all the facts, not uh, not their their numbers. But you go to shadowstats.com and I believe that they do a pretty good job of uh, breaking they it down. They stopped publishing some of the indicators like M3, right? There was an index. That, That's correct. Yeah. Um, but, you know, it's it's difficult. You really got to do a lot of studying to figure out what what you know, the manipula- manipulation is all about. But if the dollar is devaluing at 10 percent per year and gold and silver are going up and you have the opportunity opportunity to pay somebody who just did some work in your house in uh, you know 90% silver dimes or little paper green dollar bills well, you're going to say, well, I want to keep the things that are going up because acquisition costs money and I want to get rid of the things that are going down. So you'll get rid of the dollar bills. Yeah. So then they're in the in circulation. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Kelvin, <laughs> any thoughts on this? Uh, no, not really. Just that, that I just see a, a tremendous potential there and incredibly disruptive technology that could bring the entire world more in the direction of, of the free market in, you know, in that the Bitcoin is a truly market uh, commodity and, and is not manip- able to be manipulated other than, you know, speculation and things like that. Right. But uh, anyway, but, I'm, I'm just uh, jazzed about it and I hope that it uh, thank you. succeeds. Yeah, thank you so much for the call, Kelvin. Take care. I'm excited about it, too. I think all of us here. (laughs) Jeremy has been spending a significant amount of his time on on Bitcoins lately. Well, yeah, and I'm excited about them, too. I don't know when a country is going to jump on to the Bitcoin bandwagon, and I think that they would be, the countries would be a little down the the pipe from this. This isn't, for one, I think that you could deal with a lot of problems from the United States government. Um, They would probably be more likely to see it as a threat to them. Well, and therefore tell whatever country it is that, uh, hey, if you want any kind of favored uh, nation status, um, that uh, you better not take that as your currency. Yes, we have ways of making you talk, yeah, no, of <laughs> twisting arms. Uh, let's go to the phones again and talk with Brian in California. Brian, are you with us? Hi, Brian. Would you mind turning down? I'm, I'm getting some audio in your background. Turn down your radio. Okay, that sounds better. Absolutely. Yeah, go ahead with what's on your mind. Oh wow! Well, I've been listening to the radio for so long now. I don't. I don't. What is the current conversation about? Well, it's free talk live, so you can actually bring up anything that you want to talk about. Free our calls. Okay, our call okay, screener. Okay, well, uh, mm-hmm. our call well, screener had said that you wanted to talk about um, freedom of speech, but whatever's on your mind. Well, he, well, well, I mean, then that's something that's going on now. Yeah, Congress is, is they're regularly changing the constitution, adding all these different amendments where. We're having more less and less freedom, supposedly, but still, you can you can travel throughout the country and experience all the freedoms that we have that we've had for years. But you know, I was talking about uh, these people that I've been listening to on the radio just now. We're traveling up through California, up to Seattle, and they're talking about how the world might end, and that's kind of crazy. But it's funny because I've been talking to all these people, and I have an uncle that works for NASA, and he was talking about how this extinction extinction level event 
is going to happen this year. The, this, well, uh, I would be pretty are, skeptical. Of, I mean, somebody says the world is going to end do, like every do. week. I'm not a big conspiracy. I'm not a big conspiracy theorist. I'm not. But my uncle, he works for he worked for NASA for like 45 years. Sometimes NASA is wrong, <laughs> and often actually. I would like to find How people that predict wrong? this. NASA, NASA is like uh, no. I mean, I well, sometimes they make make college. mistakes. Yeah. No, they don't. They don't make mistakes. They never make mistakes. And he said, yeah, yeah, no. He boom. said that no, no. There's no, no. There's this planet by that's coming towards the planet right now. It's what is this year? What's coming? A planetary body. It's like a, How big a, a is huge it? mass of iron. It's like a big iron ball. Is it as big as Pluto? No, way bigger than Pluto. Bigger than Pluto. I'm not joking. I'm not no, joking. no, I'm asking it's, you. It's cross. It's Pluto's like a comet. Okay. The, uh, the it, International it, no, 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 Astronomical it Union said Pluto isn't a planet anymore. So I just wanted to find out what when you're talking about planetary no, size. It's, not, it's, a, it's a planetoid. Yeah, no, you're right. Yeah, now we have eight planets and we have uh, Pluto. Look, astronomy is not my main subject, but my uncle, and he was talking about this. There's, you know, this, this big iron body's going to cross. I wasn't even trying to talk about that, but they were talking about the world's going to end, and I, I, I mean, I thought about that. Well, clearly, the <laughs> if it's made of iron, the solution is magnets. I Googled this really what? quick, and I couldn't find anything. <laughs> Brian, Brian, thank you. Thank you for the call tonight. It's Free Talk Live, where, <laughs> where you can call about anything at 855-450-FREE. Magnets. Magnets, iron the earth the Cobalt. end of the world anything that's on your mind nickel? stay nickel? tuned it's uh it's free talk live and there's more coming up here on free talk live we've been pretty excited about the bitcoin it's a decentralized free market digital currency you can learn more about it at weusecoins.com but if you already have some bitcoins and you'd like to spend them you can spend them at spendbitcoins.com when you spend bitcoins on amazon via spendbitcoins.com free talk live gets a cut or if you're an Australian trying to figure out how to buy Bitcoins, you can buy them with cash at au.spendbitcoins.com. Once again, that's spendbitcoins.com. Free Talk Live. Welcome back to the show. You're listening to the live Sunday night edition. It's Stephanie with you. And Jeremy. <laughs> and Mark. Jeremy's making fun of my flamboyant. No, I was being Derek J. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I gotcha. Well, we always welcome that on the show. It's a Wednesday show. night host joke. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, Free Talk and- Live does seven days a week. If you're hearing us on a radio station on Sunday, that's awesome. But we do seven days a week from 7 p.m. to 10 p.m. Eastern time. And, uh, you know, you can always call your station. If you like Free Talk Live, ask for more. Or find us at freetalklive.com. Sorry, I just met Derek J. last night, and he was a lot less flamboyant than he is on the air when I met him in person. You're saying you think he hams it up? Uh, He did on the air. Uh, As as compared to yesterday, I don't know. I just met him for five minutes. So, Mm. (laughs) Give him the second time you meet him. He'll probably be jumping all over you, hugging you. Anyway, um, so yeah. He doesn't have a lot of boundaries, I'll tell you that. Yes. Uh, so if you want to call us tonight, 855-450-3733 is the number. That's 855-450-FREE here on Free Talk Live. We'd love to talk with you. And we were starting to get into this article. We only got like about a sentence into it before we got a spate of phone calls. But that happens on Free Talk Live. Yeah. Can I just throw in from the last See? topic about the... Uh, sure. About the, um, about the foreign body coming towards Earth that's going to kill us all next week. Oh, before that. It was the... Oh, okay. <laughs> the, the, the 10 the amendments to the... What, the 
The Bitcoins? No, um, the first 10 amendments to the Constitution. What are the Bill of Rights. Oh, okay. Okay, so having lived in the U.S., Japan, and Australia, but I'll just mostly talk about the U.S. and Australia. Australia has no Bill of Rights in its Constitution, and it's, uh, apart from the gun issue we talked about earlier, the, the freedoms that are enshrined in those 10 amendments, there's just as much in Australia. So, um, you know, apart from it just being a piece of paper and they don't have to follow it, uh, it doesn't seem to me that it's... Apparently they don't have to, you know, there's the, the piece of paper doesn't matter at all if uh, Australia has no Bill of Rights and the United States does have a Bill of Rights and they have the same amount of uh, freedoms. That's as what, what I'm trying is. to get at. Although the government's only is less than half as old, so they haven't had as much time to get as massive. So we'll see. Don't they have <laughs> mandatory voting in Australia? Man- yeah, yeah, that's... um. That is annoying. Actually, I I didn't vote in the last election, though, because I didn't realize it was election day. I knew it was coming up, but I didn't know it was election day, and um, I haven't received a fine yet. So what happens? No. I mean, they just, uh, you don't get They your- send a $50 fine, and I, and I don't know what happens if you don't pay it. I don't know if anybody has tested that. I th- you could be the first. <laughs> I, have to, I have talked to people who have received a fine. I'd love to know what fine. happens if you don't pay it. Yeah. yeah. I've talked to people that have received a fine and just sent a letter that said I was uh, exercising my democratic right not to vote and they've let the fine go seems so, as, as valid as anything yeah so it's pretty much and, and before the election i received something that said um that you could um basically send in a letter that said that you had a religious reason not to vote or something like that so, sure and there are religions that choose not to vote i know yeah. jehovah's witnesses are among them the voluntarists the that's, that's not, not my religion. religion. That's philosophy. Right? <laughs> yeah, and I don't, no, by no means uh, are people who necessarily are voluntarists choose not to vote. But I that's mean, what I, that's what uh, I don't have a religion, and so I thought, well, why? What about my philosophy? Why, why does it have sure. to be a religion? You know, actually, I think that is part of the original definition of voluntarist is a non-voter. I don't. That's what Carl I, Watner said. Anyway, he originated the term. Okay, well, if right? he, I, I suppose Wasn't it originated in. Uh, wasn't it originated in England in the 1600s or something for people who thought churches should be able to be separate from the land? Oh, I didn't. I didn't know but, about that. It's possible, sure. I just um, I hear a lot of people. There are some people who are very you know vocal about saying you know you really shouldn't call yourself a voluntarist if you do vote because part of voluntarism is you know, abstaining from the system in every way. Yeah, there's and, the, the internet's full of grammar Nazis, right? And <laughs> they're all going to tell you how you got to do this and that and the other thing. And you know, On this, Yeah, I can, I can see I that. I can act but... like an human if I want to, or I can act like a human, and it doesn't really matter. I think that uh, the... <laughs> the words have meaning, I mean, right? If we're trying to convey something with a specific they word. They don't necessarily have the same meaning that they did when they were originated, though. Yeah, or, and they can shift over time. I, I see it. I kind of see it from both sides. Um to me, when I think of the word voluntarist, I do think of non-voter, but I don't know. Probably a lot of people hear that word and they don't think that. So. Well, you know, and then you can make up your own term to mean voluntarist that does vote, right? So, you know, at this point, we're cutting the pie so thin that it just doesn't uh, make any difference. Yeah. Okay. Well, what would you call someone who is a principled non-voter? A uh, principled non-voter. How's that? Okay. I mean, would you call them an anarchist? Would you call them? A I wouldn't use any of those terms. I okay. think that anarchists vote. A, you know, a, a person who doesn't vote is a person who doesn't vote. Gene, the Christian anarchist, votes for Ron Paul, doesn't he? 
That's correct. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I just don't, you know, I've heard people use all these terms. It doesn't mean... And there are other people, not not saying this is me, but there are other people out there who would say that they are polluting the, the meaning of the word by, Indeed by saying, oh, I'm an anarchist I'm and sure. I vote, you know. It's been polluted plenty by other people that have nothing to do with that, so... Sure. <laughs> right. Violence. I mean, these are... Uh, That's the thing. Words do change constantly over time and it means to one person something different from what it means to another person... Um, I love me a good argument about voting. I, you know, frankly, I, uh, you know, wh- whether it comes from one side or the other, uh, you know, frankly, I don't think that uh, not voting does anything. And people that w- that don't vote, you know, go out and hold signs and say, does "Don't voting, vote." Does it voting only encourages do them. What's that? Does voting do anything? It does a very, very little, a, st- a statistically insignificant amount. Okay, so essentially nothing. I mean. <laughs> it's statistically insignificant amount. Okay, I mean, on a local level, you can change an election. Uh, you know, you, there's, there's, you know, in in my Vo- town, I've given voting this hurts my soul. <laughs> That's don't the, do probably it. the only time you've ever hurts my psyche. How about that? If uh, if if you don't, if you want privacy in your life and you don't know, want people to know where you live, for instance, maybe you have a corporation that owns your property and you don't want people to know where you live, then don't vote. You just vote. Don't vote. You are going to get. Just don't pretend like it matters. <laughs> you are going to get like Republican and Democrat stuff in the mail too if you register to vote. Yep, I get all all that stuff. Uh, the Republicans seem to believe that since I ran for office as a Republican, that I support every one of their candidates and want to give them money. Oh goody! Yeah, I don't. <laughs> I guess they're mistaken on that. Just drop it in the recycling. Yeah. So, do you want to talk about voting, or do you want to talk about the Twitter? <laughs> Go for the Twitter. Okay. Twitter. Yeah, because I, I think. This is an interesting thing that people should know about. So just to recap from Al Jazeera.com, they're covering a story that says that Twitter has been getting more and more requests from the U.S. government to reveal information about Twitter users. And also it is trying to block certain content on Twitter. Um, So they say we've received uh, Twitter's legal policy manager, Jeremy Kessel, said in a blog post on Monday, quote, we've received more government requests in the first half of 2012, as outlined in the initial data set, than the entirety of 2011. And apparently Twitter does publish something called a transparency report. Mm. So they're letting people know that, hey, your data might not be as private as you think it is. Somebody's going to have to disappear them. Okay. <laughs> the overwhelming number of requests they're came from the United bad States. Americans if they're publishing uh, information that the government uh, is asking for information about, well, what obviously oh, bad clearly. people. Otherwise, the government wouldn't be asking for the information, right? Cause yeah, because the they never make mistakes. They never make Just mistakes. Just like NASA, according to the other guy. Accounting for um, 679 of the 849 requests for user information. So the vast the majority. People? Probably other governments. Around the world. In 75% of the U.S. cases, Twitter gave some or all information. Oh, that's too bad. 75%. Yeah. You just can't operate a big operation and not cooperate because they're going to shut you down. You can choose to to run your operation or you can choose to non-cooperate with uh, governmental agencies, but you can't have both, sadly. In some cases, Google has rolled over like for... China, sure. I believe, to oh, there's block been certain things with the United States government, they've uh, rolled over. Yeah, and it, but in some cases, haven't they stood up to certain requests for sure. information about users? But if their lawyers say they can, they will. But uh, yeah. you know, yeah. <laughs> I think. See, I think if it's, the laws if, are written by the lawyers, so what are you yeah. going to do? At some point, Google gets more powerful than the U.S. government in some respects, though. You know, uh, and how so? Because they're just so popular and so big. You know, and they have so many resources, and so they're. If they say no, you know, maybe they stand a chance of not being steamrolled. You know, I'm I'm not sure. Didn't, I'd like to see that happen, though. Didn't get Microsoft get uh, slammed by the French government a couple about a year ago? 
uh, for IP that they had tried to sue people in Europe or something? Or? Something it, like that. Mm. I don't know. Microsoft sues everybody. And unfortunately, Apple is now seeming to adopt this business model as well. It, uh, it, IP, uh, intellectual property is a very valuable thing if you can use, do it properly. There are plenty of country companies out there that just own intellectual property and sue the pants off of other companies. And uh, they the don't patent trolls. Take them, yeah, they, they don't even take them to court. They just get uh, you know settlements from them. Right. Yeah, I mean, who doesn't want a government monopoly, I guess, unless you have an opposition to that on principle. It's Free Talk Live, 855-450-FREE is the number. Uh, Stick around, there's more. Hey, college students. The Independent Institute in Oakland, California is putting on the Challenge of Liberty seminar this summer. You can spend a week connecting with other liberty-minded students from around the world, attending seminars with libertarian luminaries, and grappling with pressing issues facing the world's economy and its people. Go to seminar.freetalklive.com. It's one ninety-five for the class and three hundred for the room and meals at the beautiful Notre Dame de Namur University in Belmont, California. Seminar.freetalklive.com. Free Talk Live. Welcome back to the show. It's the live Sunday night edition with Stephanie and Jeremy and Mark. And we thank you for joining us. 855-450-FREE is the number. 855-450-3733. Call us, bring up whatever's on your mind. I also want to remind you that Free Talk Live gives away all of our archives for free. And uh, actually, maybe not all, but they definitely go back to 2006. So that sounds like it would probably be enough to keep most people busy for quite a while. So you can find those at archives.freetalklive.com. And actually, you can also find um, a portal to the SoundCloud account of Free Talk Live. And SoundCloud, if you're not familiar with it, is a service where you can actually go and, and listen to an audio file, but you can comment within the file. And you can see what other people have said on the comments within uh, the same files. So it's a pretty cool kind of maybe community building way to uh, listen to audio and have a, a richer experience with that. Yep, it's, uh, it's awesome. We've uh, recently partnered with SoundCloud and it's been great. And there's also a podcast feed there, too, in case you want to get every episode when it comes out. Automatically download it. Do that. <laughs> yes, please do. So, okay, this Twitter article, gentlemen, we've been trying to get to it for a while. But basically, we started learning about this um, in the last segment that the U.S. government has been requesting to Twitter to give up information on people who use Twitter. And actually, the largest percentage of Twitter has 100 million users or active users, that's what they say. And most of them are within the U.S. 100 million active users? That's what it says on Al Jazeera's article, yeah. 100 million active users. Yes. One third of the, okay, um, of the The United States population, but that doesn't mean they could be worldwide. That's an incredible number. Yeah, yeah, it's huge. Um, And they say the bulk of them are in the U.S. After the U.S. was Japan, uh, the Japanese government, I guess, requested um, information about on about 90... Uh, 98 Twitter users than Britain and Canada, but they're trailing way behind. I mean, the U.S. requested info from Twitter on 679 people. Japan requested 98 pieces of information, and then Britain and Canada had 11 each. So really, the U.S. is the spy state is alive and well and growing. Uh, It's hard to tell people this, but it really is the truth. The United States is becoming the big brother we were warned about in 1984. Mm-hmm. You know, they they know they can't put cameras in your home, but they're trying to watch you in every other way they can. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, there are lots of people who say that 
things like Facebook and Twitter are just a gold mine for governments and they're and it sounds like I mean they're right about that they are they're if you like, give them uh, accurate if you information. Give them information yeah yeah uh, some people use fake names on those services and don't put up a lot of personal info and stuff like that I guess I do too I mean I you know I my, my name on the air mark edge isn't my real name so mm-hmm. and I always give a fake birth uh, birthday because I don't because there's like five identifying pieces of information your birthdays among them I don't know why you know I don't birthday. need happy birthday wishes can... for my friends thanks I think people can identify you basically with a first name, last name, and and hometown. Um, I think that's, I've I've read that somewhere, I don't know. Um, So anyway, um, Twitter is saying that one of their goals is to grow Twitter in a way that makes us proud. So I don't know if they're saying that it doesn't make them proud to give governments information or that people won't want to join. I'm proud of them for making this transparency blog that they've got. I think that that's, uh, it's admirable. I guess if they're going to comply with the government, I mean, ideally. What else are they going to do? Yeah. Like I said before, you really have a business, have a choice in, in this world of doing business or standing up for privacy against the government, but you don't really have the, the choice of doing both. Yeah, they say this ideal of wanting to grow Twitter in a way that makes them proud informs many of our policies and guides us in making dif- difficult decisions. One example is our longstanding policy to proactively notify users of requests for their account information unless we're prohibited by law. So they at least tell people, hey, the government wants your info. You've got an FBI file. Congrats. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Twitter said, if you don't have one, you're doing it wrong. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, Twitter said it received... Wow. Okay. So this is this is saying a lot right here. Twitter said it received three thousand three hundred seventy eight takedown notices so far this year for copyright violations. What's that? How many? Um, about thirty three hundred. Wow. Yeah, and uh, it removed thirty eight percent of the requested tweets. So I guess that's the information that they are um, censoring or taking down from Twitter is mm. things that infringe on copyright. And I, I don't blame them for being scared about that because I suppose. Twitter could be, but the it should be the, the the request should be not be coming through law enforcement. They should be coming from the copyright holder. Yeah, and I don't know why that's coming from the from the government. Uh, there were also six cases in which courts or government re- requested removal of tweets. I don't know what those were. It doesn't go into detail. None were in the United States, and none was removed. Twitter said the transparency report is modeled after a similar effort from Google. In addition to the transparency report, Twitter said it was partnering with a company called Herdict which collects and disseminates real-time crowdsourced information about internet filtering, denial of service attacks, and other blockages. So they're, they have a consulting firm or some kind of company that is trying to find out information about what's not getting on the internet or what, what's being filtered or whatever. Hmm. Um, this new partnership aims to drive more traffic and exposure to Herdict, while also empowering the web community at large to keep an eye on whether users can access Twitter around the world. So they're trying to find out basically like... Where are we being blocked? Like, yeah, Arab Spring, maybe, you know, that they were shutting down. I don't know if they were blocking Twitter, if they were just shutting down internet. Aren't they shutting down like cell towers and stuff like that? I think so, yeah. Because that's really the only thing you could do. How could you block Twitter coming into the country unless you'd block the internet? Yeah, uh, the two initiatives, he said, are an important part of keeping the tweets flowing, quote unquote, a reference to the January blog post that first announced the San Francisco based company's country specific censorship policy. I wonder what their censorship policy is. Um, the policy of making the censorship information available online shows that the company is actually walking the walk after talking the talk, said uh, a correspondent for some other company. So, I mean, it goes on. Tweets are not private. Uh, The news came the same day a New York judge ordered Twitter to turn over data from Malcolm Harris, an Occupy Wall Street protester arrested during a demonstration on the Brooklyn Bridge in October. 
Twitter had fought to dismiss a request from prosecutors seeking the tweets as evidence, arguing that they belonged to Harris under the company's terms of service. The case is being watched closely. Uh, why do they need to, to to get the tweets? All they have to do is go onto the guy's account and, and copy them. I mean, well, some people set their Twitter accounts so that only um, they have to approve the people followers. that can follow them. I see. So maybe this guy had somehow privated his tweets. Some people just tweet to the whole world and it's public. But sure. um, and actually, I think most people do that. But some people want to approve their followers. Anyway, so Harris Harris says the judicial review required for access to data to Harris's account presents an important precedent. Law enforcement has woken up to the fact that there's a lot of information on Twitter that's pursuant to the cases they're trying to make. This interest by law enforcement in the information contained on Twitter should also draw some concern for journalists, he said. The judge said that the tweets are not you know, private information and thus not subject to constitutional guarantees of privacy. Of course, of course they are. Yeah. Um, you know, th- this uh, the, the government was set up to protect us from each other. I think is the uh, their, their selling point is uh, you know that that humans harm each other at times, and so therefore we need a government to uh, you know handle it when humans do that. And this isn't one of those circumstances. Um, you know, nobody's been stolen from here. Nobody's been harmed in any way. Yeah, there have been some people involved in protests or whatever. I guess if I'm not going to feel bad if some axe murderers Twitter tweets are, um, you know, uh, subpoenaed and law enforcement wants them to prove where they were at what time they were twittering. And I can't imagine what they were twittering if they were axe murdering somebody. But whatever, if that's what they want, I don't I guess guess I don't have that big of a problem with that. But is there a hashtag for that? Yeah, I don't know. (laughs) Hashtag bloody mess. Yeah. Yikes. It's Freak Talk Live. There's more coming up. Please call us 855-450-FREE. Have your tweets been blocked? (laughs) Stay tuned. There's more coming up here on Free Talk Live. Get 18,000 radio stations from around the world. Pandora, Opio, Live 365, and MP3 Tunes. With C-Crane's CC Wi-Fi Internet Radio. It's great in any room of the house. You can listen to your favorite station stream from back home, whether it's another state or another country. Play Free Talk Live's live streams, lrn.fm, or your favorite stations. If you're not familiar with the C-Crane company, their products are the best. Get the CC Wi-Fi Internet Radio at ccrane.com, ccrane.com. Welcome back to the show. You are listening to Free Talk Live, the live Sunday night edition with Stephanie and Jeremy and Mark. And we're glad you've joined us this evening. 855-450-3733 is the number to call if you want to get in touch with us. That's 855-450-FREE. You can also go to cam.freetalklive.com if you want to see what we look like while we're doing the show. (laughs) Cam.freetalklive.com. Why is Mark laughing? I don't know. (laughs) We look silly sometimes. Sometimes we make wild uh, gesticulations with our hands. Wait a minute. I dressed for radio. (laughs) (laughs) Well, people have been watching you all night and creepily staring. (laughs) Well, if you want to creep please stare. You can go to cam.freetalklive.com. And uh, you also have a chat room there that you can participate in, right? That's right. Yep. So, all right, gentlemen, I, I, I wanted to talk about this. I want to make sure we get to this article about the war on drugs and how it's affecting drug use around the world. Because we all know that, of course, you know, when you prohibit something, it's supposed to just go away magically, right? 
Sure. Yeah, that's <laughs> that's going to work. But that's turning out not to be the case. You know, during the, I think it was the 30s, the Roosevelt administration basically prohibited the possession of gold and silver. Ah. Uh, at some point or another, they that, that was reversed, and you're now allowed, allowed to possess these things again. And if you want to get your hands on some precious metals... You can go to gold.freetalklive.com. There we have uh, we have teamed up with Midas Resources to bring you some of the best rates, and it is the best rates I can find. Uh, you know there may there may be something better out there. Certainly, if you go to eBay and you spend all day looking for that right uh, uh, right right auction to sharpshoot at the very end, you're going to find some lower rates. But your time's worth something. You want the best rates on gold on precious metals? Go to gold.freetalklive.com. When you buy there, not only are you getting some of the best rates for yourself. And you compare can comparison shop, but you're helping Free Talk Live. It's gold.freetalklive.com. Could you get maple leaves? You can. I think you can get maple leaves there. Gold koalas? You could certainly do it if you call the telephone number and uh, on the website. I'm certainly happy. I really want a koala. That's on my wish list now. I'm writing that down. <laughs> so, Mark, tell us about the drug war. Uh, there's a gold platypus out there somewhere, too, but I think that Ooh. might be a two ounce. Okay, I'm not 100% that's even more sure. awesome. Uh, everybody uh, likes platypi. <laughs> As I understand, you're not allowed. You just like the English Nazis out there have decided that you're not allowed to say anything with the "i" on the end any longer. It's all platypuses, and octopuses, really, and you know, rhinoceroses, rhinoceroses. rhinoceroses. <laughs> well, that, I don't think that's U.S. anyway. Um, <laughs> but you're not. You're just not supposed to anymore. It's all. It's all. You know. The, 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 just the plural. Tack it on the end. So, Is that anyway. American English Nazis or Oxford English Nazis or Cambridge English Nazis? Or? Facebook English Nazis. <laughs> <laughs> Rawstory.com. This one's coming from uh, David Ferguson. And he's got some some uh, citations in here, and I have looked them up. Uh, anyway, a new report from the UK's National Centre. And, and by the way, how come in England they can write centre wrong? S-C-E-N-T-R-E. Uh, they, they write that in Canada as well. There you and go. They, they spell British and, uh, and speak American. Spell British, speak American in Canada? Yeah, pretty much. Center of uh, Expertise on Drugs and Drug Laws said that drug decriminalization does not lead to an increase in drug use. So that means if you lower the penalties on drug use or get rid of them entirely, that somehow people don't do more drugs. Yeah, so basically to kind of flip that around and say it another way, the laws that we have against drugs are not stopping people from doing drugs. And I wonder about this as a person who believes in economics, that that people tend to uh, respond to incentives. Why is it that people don't respond to the incentives of uh, drug, of, you know, the, 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 the drug decrim? Well, no, the incentives of criminalization of drugs. I mean, oh. it makes perfectly good sense that if you'd say that you're going to oh, we're going to throw you in jail for a year if you smoke that joint, Johnny, that they wouldn't smoke joints. Right. But they do. They well, want to smoke those joints. There are some people who use drugs, not saying this is everybody, but at least some people out there who are using drugs because they have other internal incentives to escape like some serious pain that they're in or to satisfy an addiction that they have for whatever reason. But there are plenty of legal drugs, even, you know, um, you can get at the pharmacy that do just as much to your mind. So why is it that that people do continue to use the ones that government outlaws? I don't know. Interesting. It's uh, hard to say. Going on here, Columbia University epidemiologist Ernest Drucker argues that like alcohol prohibition, the war on drugs is doomed 
to fail. And that pro it hasn't failed. It has been very successful at creating make-work government programs for bureaucrats. And spending a lot of money and tearing a lot of families apart and putting a lot of people in jail. And making some uh, grub, drug lords and organized criminals ridiculously wealthy. Yes. When you see those big rooms full of $100 bills, those people are very, very wealthy. Yeah. So, you know, it's, it's successful in that. Anyway, to a re- uh, that prohibition measures, excuse me, this doomed to fail, and that prohibition measures like arrest and incarceration are forms of societal violence themselves. And to back that up, because I thought societal violence, what does that mean? Well, basically, what they're saying is is that the United States incarceration rate is well beyond the rest of the world, and it's because yeah. the rest of the world doesn't. Uh, does not prosecute the war on drugs the way the United States government does. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, people will talk about violence and that sort of thing. And to some extent, to a large extent, the violence in the United States and the violence in the inner city is created by the United States' prosecution on the war on drugs. Many countries don't do the war on don't don't have a war on drugs. They'll have them illegal, but they won't have them um, in the same way. Like you know, when you go to I don't know, Holland and uh, there's uh, what's that one that begins with a B, but it's between France and Belgium, Belgium. Belgium. Um, I have a friend from Belgium and she, you know, she told me they have trucks that go around and uh, dance safe trucks that go around and test your your ecstasy at Mm -hmm. the club to make sure it's good. Isn't there a park where it's essentially people can use heroin and clean needles and stuff? They've got all. Yeah, we've got those. There's in Australia. Yeah. So they, you know, I mean, if they had that in the United States, the cops would come through, sweep them up and throw them in jail. And as a result, you get the more the people that are um, that have the personality types that are more likely to do crazy and desperate things in order to get it to make a buck because the bucks get higher and higher. You know, you move a key of cocaine in the United States from one location to another, you can make a thousand dollars in a day. And or it's hard to make that kind of money. Or you're desperate to feed a habit and you end up stealing from people or you know escalating the level of risk that you're willing to take to get money to buy drugs that's a huge problem too and also you know when people have had a prior when people have had one drug conviction there's this this old saying that it's easier to get over an addiction than a conviction and it's it's totally true because once you've had a conviction you you have a stigma and you can't really find or college loans i believe yep you can't get college loans and it's difficult to find a job it's crazy i've got a conviction for murder and I can get a college loan, but somebody who has a drug uh, conviction cannot. Wow. I mean, well, it's just, yeah. it's just the it's truth. It's true, yeah. It's just the truth. And, I, you know, I don't, I don't think that, uh, I think that when somebody does their time, whatever the government says, you know, this is what your punishment is, it should be over. And if they're, if, frankly, as far as I'm concerned, if they're, uh, you know, good enough to release from probation and incarceration or whatever, then they should be good enough to carry a weapon. To protect themselves, obviously, people don't. Uh, many people don't agree with me on that because it's certainly not the law of the land. Yeah, but you're carrying a scarlet letter for the rest of your life, you indeed. Know, essentially. So, um, going on here, the report, a quiet revolution. This is the name of the report: a quiet revolution, drug decriminalization policies and practice across the globe. Looks over twenty countries that have adopted some form of decriminalization of drugs possession, including some states that have only decriminalization decriminalized cannabis possession. The study's objective was to examine all existing research and attempt to establish whether communities that adopted decriminalization policies saw that the de- de- decriminalization resulted in an uptick in drug use. Yep. The simple reasonable. answer, said the report, is no, it did not. Mm-hmm. So, it you know, for whatever reason, reducing the penalties on these drugs does not re- either A, 
the penalties that they have are high enough to incentivize the people that are going to do uh, to not do drugs uh, to not do them, and or. Um, you know that these these penalties just don't work at all. I just don't know. I mean, I don't know exactly what it is, yeah. but it seems like drugs themselves are a penalty. Yes. Stephanie, you don't you don't drink? No, you I don't do drugs. I'm not interested in alcohol or drugs. Why? And why? Because I don't like the way alcohol makes me feel. Uh, I just don't enjoy it at all, and I have no interest in but it. There's no penalty for you for doing alcohol, <laughs> right? It's the penalty of uh, of my body, I guess, of how I feel, and I don't like it. So, yeah, I mean, that's a great point. Uh, there are other incentives, namely your health, not to do drugs rather than just getting put and in jail. And the way you feel immediately. Some people like it. Some people don't. Yeah. It doesn't help anybody to throw them in jail. It's Free Talk Live. More coming up. Are you looking for camping, hunting, or shooting gear? ManVentureOutpost.com carries knives, ammunition, scopes, binoculars, laser sights, fish finders, and boating equipment from manufacturers like Aimpoint, Bushnell, Otterbox, Crimson Trace, K-Bar, Remington, Streamlight, Winchester, and more. ManVentureOutpost.com. Family owned and members of the Better Business Bureau. Prices so low, some can't be advertised. Get an additional 5% off with coupon code FTL. Get it quick. Get it from ManVentureOutpost.com. It's Free Talk Live. Welcome back to the show. Stephanie with you tonight. And Jeremy. And Mark. On the live Sunday night edition of Free Talk Live. By the way, Free Talk Live is live every night of the week, 7 p.m. to 10 p.m. So if uh, you want a change of uh, hosts, you, you can hear different people on the air every single night of the week on Free Talk Live. And you can also download, uh, let's say you, you like these hosts, you can download the archives of the Sunday shows or any other shows over at archives.freetalklive.com. Also want to remind you that you can go to promote.freetalklive.com if you want a Free Talk Live bumper sticker. We were just giving a few of those out to some young fans of the show earlier this evening. They are free. So all you have to do is go to, what is it, promote.freetalklive.com? Yes, and you can also get graphics there. If you want to make Free Talk Live designs, you can use them any way you want, any way you like, over at promote.freetalklive.com. Indeed. So, okay, um, did I give out the number? It's 855-450-FREE, in case you want to call us tonight. 855-450-3733. What are your thoughts on the war on drugs? Do you think that locking people in cages for putting chemicals and plants in their body helps them out. We'd love to hear from you on that 855-450-FREE. And by the way, um, you know, Jeremy's here joining us tonight all the way from Australia, but thinking about possibly making the move to New Hampshire and is a member of the Free State Project. And, and Jeremy, can you tell me why, uh, why do you, why does the Free State Project at freestateproject.org appeal to you? Uh, it's the, just the activism that's happening here and uh, the support basically. So, um, where where I am, I, I don't actually know any other liberty activists or liberty. I don't even I wouldn't call myself an activist right now, but even liberty minded people. So the I guess it's the idea of both the activism and the support and the backup that you get, as well as um, the the social aspect of having people around you that that um, you already start from the same page, basically. Yeah, the community is a huge deal to me. Um, It's really nice to live in a place. I felt a lot of loneliness before I moved here, and I was in Massachusetts, and it was really difficult to find friends who shared my values. 
you know, I was always kind of like, well, you know, we can be friends with each other and connect on a superficial level, but we are always going to disagree about politics or whatever. Let's just not talk about that. Yeah. yeah. And it, it it's a barrier to intimacy when you can't talk about certain things with friends or, or loved ones or whatever. So it's really nice to be here with a bunch of people who sort of share at least some ideas of freedom uh, in common with me. You're never probably going to agree 100% on everything with uh, with uh, a lot of different people, but at least you're you have certain things in common and you're you're not starting off having to uh, explain to them a lot of different things that you already know, right? Right, Jeremy? Yeah, that's exactly what I'm talking about. Cool. Well, Mark, do you have more on this war on drugs uh, I, piece? Sure. Freestateproject.org. That's where people can go to find out more. Thank you. Yes. Indeed. Uh, let's go to, let's see, I've got it right here. After examining the 21 countries and their decriminalizing profiles, including the U.S., Mexico, Australia, the Netherlands, Estonia, and more, the global study concluded that many countries adopt models that are ineffective, unworkable, or in some cases, which result in greater harms than those who use drugs uh, for society more broadly. Wait, are you saying that the government screws things up? Uh, that's, and they uh, do things inefficiently. That's what the study is saying. And I, <laughs> I really have to, you know, I have to ask people who are listening is, you know, think about marijuana. The, the, the majority of Americans have smoked marijuana and a great deal of them know somebody in their family who, you know, the, uh, who has done such a thing uh, as the population ages. Marijuana grew into popularity in the 60s, and so as the population ages, now the baby boomers are retiring. So you know, getting glau- glaucoma, right. and Cancer, <laughs> yeah. So, so, and, so many of them have tried this, and I'm not. I'm not. I'm not telling you that I believe that marijuana is the stepping stone to a successful life, although some people might. Um, and as far as I'm concerned, that's their life. Uh, what What is it? Uh, the the guy from Steve Jobs from Apple said that uh, doing LSD was one of the foundational experiences of his life, life changing experiences, whatever. Hey, you know, I'm not going to claim that that's uh, that doing LSD was for me. I'm not. Yeah, but, I'm not about to go out and do that myself. Right. I, but at the same me. time, I certainly wouldn't want to prohibit uh, him, especially what that entails, you know, possibly threatening him, putting him in a cage or something like that. I don't think that would help him in any way. And that's, to me, the real crux of the issue. I don't support drugs. I don't do them. I don't even drink alcohol. But I don't think it helps anybody else to put them in jail. Maybe there are some people who who need help, you know, when they when they're using a lot of drugs. There certainly are some people who need help, but the help that they need does not come in the form of a jail cell. I think that's funny just to say, you know, I don't even drink alcohol because that happens to be a legal drug, but it's one of the hardest drugs that there are. And I happen to, I do like using alcohol. Um, I enjoy the, the experience and having one to relax when I get home or whatever. I don't, I've, I've tried marijuana and I don't like that experience, but that's just insane to me to think that someone who wants to use a different chemical in their body would be locked in cages for that. No matter what, and, and that's really the, the question I have to ask people is, you know, look, I understand, um, you know, some people, it seems to be it seems to be all weighted on the amount that you have. But does it really matter if a person has a joint or has a bag of an, an ounce full? I mean, of they're obviously going to sell it if they have an ounce, <laughs> I mean, they have two ounces of this. This is just somebody who's prepared for, you know, a, a certain amount of smoking. I don't know. I mean, it, it, I, I don't. It's, I mean, it's important to remember this is a plant. It's a it's an herb, you know. It's a dried vegetable matter, mm-hmm. and people are getting locked in cages for this for ha- for simply just 
having it. That's right. So it's what's not the worst case anybody. scenario? Somebody gets stoned or, you know, they continue to get stoned or, mm-hmm. you know, maybe they, you know. And people- probably when they get stoned, they're going to be sleepy and stay home. And they're, I mean, ask any police officer. We've talked to a bunch on the show before. They're going to say the domestic violence calls and the drunken disorderly calls and the fights and stuff like that happen when people are using alcohol. I've had correctional officers say they wish that they could hand out an ounce of marijuana to every inmate once a month or once a week just in order to keep them calm. It would be wow. safer for everybody. That's a strong statement. Mm. <laughs> it is a strong statement. But, you know, this the, the claim here in this report is that the governments make bigger problems than the uh, with the drug war than the drugs do themselves and the drug legalization and enforcement has little correlation with the levels of drug use and misuse in that particular country whatever it might be the country yeah that's something i think uh, we should pay attention to and let's go to the phones we've got brett in nashville brett are you with us actually it's Asheville, north carolina oh excuse me um so what's on your mind brett I just, I don't know. I was listening to you guys here. I just got out of the shower, and uh, I don't know. It's kind of funny. Um, so what do you think about DWIs? Should we just uh, deliver those laws, too? Because there's a lot of people who just like to drink and get out on the road. And, you know, yeah, I mean, that is already body. illegal, and it, it doesn't seem to be stopping too many people well, from... marijuana is already that... illegal. Mm-hmm. And nobody, it doesn't stop anybody from doing it. Sure. That 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 would be interesting be this uh, people use the same amount of drugs when it's decriminalized if um if drunk driving itself were not illegal but obviously the harm that you do when you drive drunk were still illegal um so would more people you, drive drunk if you're a drug user and you get on the road i guess there well don't you think there's a there? difference between somebody using drugs and getting on, and then somebody using r- drugs and getting on the road. I mean, there's a difference between alcohol and people driving drunk, right? Well, but here's the difference, though, guys. You're you're not looking at the facts. You're you're what you're talking about here is that every single pothead stays home. Okay. You just said it. Oh, oh, he, you know, oh, oh, the, the potheads. They, they're just gonna, they're gonna lay around the house. I don't think well, that's what I'm that's saying. That's really what we need. No, I, I said something like yeah, that. Certainly, they do lay around. Some of them do. You're so, talking more about okay. them not getting violent, though, weren't you, than driving? Right. Yeah. Let's beat this. This. Oh, uh, let's beat this logic down of yours. Crackheads don't do violent crimes, right? Well, oftentimes, no, I didn't say anything about meth. Most crackheads, most of them, are not doing the crime while they're on crack. They're doing the crime to get crack, to get the money. And yeah. let me be. But de- we should legalize that. As far as I'm concerned, uh, you know, people should be able to do anything to their own bodies that they want to do, as long as they're not harming other people. But I'd like to ask you if you think that alcohol should be illegal. If alcohol were invented today and presented. To government officials, and, and you know, you said, you know, this is what it does, this is what it can do. Um, I really think they would turn it down. I think, no, I think they're right. I think, I think they actually absolutely would uh, make it illegal. Same thing with aspirin, so you think, by the way. You're, but marijuana has been found in, as, as I understand, thousands of year old graves. So marijuana has been around a long time. Does that not give marijuana the same credence as alcohol? Look, I've, I've, I'm a firm believer marijuana should be decriminalized. It should be treated like, uh, I don't know, a speeding ticket. I don't think that Do you think alcohol should be treated like a speeding drug. ticket? Do what? Do you think alcohol should be treated like a speeding ticket? <laughs> Dude, whatever impairs you, impairs you. There is no difference. So alcohol should be treated like a speeding ticket? 
Brett, if you would, hold hold the line, please. I want to talk with you more about this. Um, More coming up on the war on drugs. Free Talk Live, 855-450-FREE is our number. Stay tuned. We've got more on the way. DVD, books, music, instruments, periodicals, computers, software, electronics, photo, cell phone, office products, home and garden, bed and bath, furniture, kitchen, pet supplies, automotive, hardware, apparel, shoes, jewelry, grocery, healthcare, sports and outdoors, toys, games, used and more. It's a department store at your fingertips. Shop.freetalklive.com. Get all your shopping done. Get a great deal. And a portion of your purchase goes to benefit Free Talk Live when you enter Amazon via shop.freetalklive.com. Free Talk Live. Welcome back to the show. It's the live Sunday night edition as we kick off the third hour of tonight's program. It's Stephanie with you. And Jeremy. And Mark. And we're glad to have you listening tonight. 855-450-3733 is the number. 855-450-3733. And uh, we do have some calls on the line. But first, I want to remind you that you can help out Free Talk Live completely free. All you have to do is go to shop.freetalklive.com. It'll take you to a little gateway to Amazon.com, which is uh, one of the largest online retailers. They have everything you could need. I mean, food, books, anything. Uh, Not that you're going to be eating books, but you get the picture. They have so many different items to choose from. Um, You can pretty much get all your daily needs met over there. And if you go through shop.freetalklive.com, then there will be a little referral fee that goes to Free Talk Live. It's completely free to you. does not affect the purchase price of your items at all, but it does uh, serve to help out the show. We've had a little uh, multiple sneezer in the in the studio. Maybe you could send Mark some tissues. <laughs> can, you, can you hear the sneeze on the other microphone? Yeah, it was powerful. Wow, sorry about that. No problem. It's okay. I had mine uh, muted. <laughs> if you so, shop at Amazon through spendbitcoins.com, a percentage goes to Free Talk Live as well. Oh, great. Well, that's great to know. And of course, we do have Jeremy here. Jeremy is from spendbitcoins.com. And, uh, and we thank you for being here, Jeremy. It's been really fun so far. Thank you. So, okay, let's go back to the phones. We were talking with Brett, listening in Asheville, and we were talking about the war on drugs. So, Mark, did you have some follow-up questions you wanted to ask Brett? Brett, do you have pants on now? <laughs> hmm? <laughs> yes, I do. Actually. Excellent. We would never know how to verify that, if we, even if he didn't. <laughs> yeah, I are got they made out of out there, Mark? I was on... Uh... <laughs> Well, I was on hold there. So all all I really wanted to uh, you know to, to make sure here, Brett, is that we're being consistent. Um, so, do you think that marijuana should be treated differently than alcohol by the United States government or the states um, herein? Well, uh, look, here's the thing. Al- right now, alcohol is legal. Marijuana is not. That's correct. And that that's just the facts. And and also, know, here's another wanna... fact from the Global Report on this, and it, this is just one of many, is drug legalization and enforcement have little correlation with levels of drug use and misuse in this country. Well, <laughs> I got to tell you, man, uh, you know, if you want to swap uh, spending money on interdiction and stopping uh, drugs coming into this country, if you want to change that, and open up thousands of methadone clinics all over the country and staff and staff it with millions of doctors and nurses. And if you really believe that's going to be cheaper, then go with that. But all do you I think that millions it, it of people help the country? Well, do you think? Okay, so um, as far as I'm concerned, 
you, your tax dollars shouldn't be used for any of this. Not for SWAT teams dressed up like Darth Vader kicking innocent civilians' doors in just in the middle of the in the middle of the night in order to uh, to you know, go after drugs, or for methadone clinics staffed staffed with any folks. As far as I'm concerned, your money is yours and you should use it how you want if you're concerned about how people you know some people misuse drugs so are you are you for doing away with police then it, entirely yeah, I think that that would be a, that would create a, a really uh, a destabilizing effect on the uh, United States government. But I do and have, I feel that way about drug legalization that it would have a destabilizing effect. Absolutely, okay. we, we've got enough lazy people laying around well, uh, doing nothing with their hand out. Lots of well, uh, they're called Democrats. Oh, well, oh gosh, <laughs> okay. Well, Brett, I mean, I I understand it might be scary to think of like what would a world look like if there were no penalties for drug use. However, I mean, this article that we've just been sharing with you is saying that, look, when they've done this in other parts of the world, it hasn't increased drug use. And so what do you think about that? Well, other parts of the world, what, 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 what Nicaragua? I mean, what, well, what no, we actually, p- actually, Portugal America. has pretty much complete decriminalization of drugs, except for the U.S., Mexico, Australia, the Netherlands, Estonia, and many more. There's 21 total well, countries. Thailand, Thailand doesn't prosecute uh, pedophiles. I mean, that's not true. Surely. I guarantee you in five years I'll be talking with you libertarians about how, uh, you know, pedophiles really just love kids. They want them to feel good. No, Brett, that's that's not true. Okay, that's human slavery. That's that's sex trafficking. And we don't I don't support that. I don't know about about you guys. Well, hold on, Brett. I mean, you you really haven't given us a chance to finish what we were saying. Um, So (laughs) you 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 called us pedophiles. I'd like to explore that a little bit. I did not say you're pedophiles. You said that we would support pedophiles, and I want to get that clear, Brett. ACLU whiny liberals. Okay. Well, why are you listening to the show then? If you don't like it, you can always turn your radio off. I'll be honest with you, man. Our our guy that uh, that that does the station up here, I don't know what he's thinking. I mean, this is a concern. Well, listen, we listen to Rush Limbaugh, Sean Hannity. Wow, this is on. We're not welcome here. Rush Limbaugh, who was the biggest drug user in the country for a while. Some, I mean, he is the poster child for a responsible drug user. He was on the air on legal heroin, essentially, for years. And you're talking about how we're going to have to have methadone clinics all over the place. I mean, you're, you're actually saying you'd like Rush Limbaugh, <laughs> but the guy <laughs> proves the point. You can have the a, best rated, I'm not done thing. talking yet, you can have the best Best-rated radio show in America, the best-rated radio show America has ever seen, and be a heroin addict at the same time. I've never and understood the point of a straight failure. Why am I a failure? You don't do anything, and you're a failure. Well, what are you? What, what, what are these ratings? I guarantee you, they're in the toilet. Well, okay, Brett. To generally, you know, generally, Sundays um, are unrated in most markets. You're probably in an unrated market. I couldn't tell you what the ratings are. Free Talk Live does reasonably well in the ratings. And, um, you know, I mean, we're, we're growing over time. The one advantage I have over Rush Limbaugh and all the other talk show hosts is I'm going to live longer. <laughs> and it's pretty rude to call people a failure. Brett, see you later. We're going to drop him. Okay, well, wow. you shouldn't let him get your goat like that. Um, you know, it's fine with me if they call us Bush League. Free well, I mean, when, when someone resorts to ad hominem attacks, they really don't have any argument about what the ideas are that we're talking about. Give him the rope, let him continue to talk. Um, <laughs> I'd like to address the uh, the Bush League comment, though. Okay. You know, the fact is Free Talk Live is one of, like, very, very, very few independent radio programs out there. It really is. I mean, you look at Dave Ramsey, that's a good example. Doug Steffen, who does Good Day at the 
morning um, when you're, there's some weekend shows that are independently syndicated, but the vast majority of them are owned by big corporations, big corporations that are able to cram down radio programs. So the one thing you can be certain is that Free Talk Live is on your radio station, and it's on more than 100 radio stations across the country. I wouldn't call that a failure. The fact that I can feed my family and I live a reasonably good life, uh, you know, I'm certainly not making the $10 million a year Rush Limbaugh is. But, you know, hey. And a very uh, popular podcast, too, for many years. My, my, sh- my business is growing and my, my show is growing. So I'm, I'm happy with that. Sure. And I don't think that the, the rate, I think that radio's heyday is going to have, uh, it's, it's, it's to some extent stifled. Now that people can get content from all over the Internet and they don't have to listen to the same talk program. One of the reasons that Russia's uh, has an advantage is, is that in most marketplaces, there's one or two talk stations going on. Rush Limbaugh is an incredible broadcaster. I'm not going to say he's not. I really enjoy listening I to him. I wonder the if the caller thinks that Rush Limbaugh would be better off if he had, you know, if he was in jail right now instead of doing his radio show. Yeah, right. We'd, we'd all be better off if Rush Limbaugh was taught a lesson by putting him in prison. I don't believe that. No, I don't either. I think Rush Limbaugh, you know, I mean, I, I think he's in a great example of how people can be responsible in their drug use. He was abusing oxy whatever for the longest time. And as I understand what his confessions were, I wouldn't propose to say what the guy was doing. He was able to do it. He was able to run a great show. He's paid the price as far as his hearing goes. And I'm sorry that that happened to him, but there are consequences to doing drugs. Sure. All right. Well, um, I don't even know where to go, but is there more on this article, Mark? Sure. Uh, let's continue on here. Um, it, it, you know, actually, I want to address one more thing about mm-hmm. uh, driving. Well, uh, you know, people people say we can't legalize marijuana because some people drive on it. Well, then that means we That's have to make alcohol said. illegal. Sure. If alcohol is, I mean, is all I'm asking for you to be is consistent. If you're ready to make alcohol illegal and go through prohibition again, because that's what you're going through with marijuana. Now, he said that he thought the marijuana ought to be decriminalized down to a ticket. I think that that's, that's, you know, I think that's a good thing. Wait, wait, isn't that a liberal position? He, he well, sounded like the it's ACLU a, it's here. It's a reasonable position, and he had to go call liberal, liberal, liberal. Yeah. And, you know, he says libertarians. I'll take the title. If you want to call me a libertarian, fine. I don't care. Sure. As far as I'm concerned, people should be able to do what they want with their own bodies. That includes prostitution. Um, and they shouldn't be forced to do anything that they don't want to do with their bodies. Yeah, it's a big jump from there to, uh, you know, supporting sex slavery and pedophiles, which we don't, of Absolutely course. Absolutely not. Uh, it's Free Talk Live, 855 Adults can do what they want. The three most important things you can do for Free Talk Live are, one, share one episode a week on Facebook or in some other social networking site. Two, buy the things you buy online through shop.freetalklive.com. Three, give three bucks a month to the AMP program. It's my firm belief that Free Talk Live's AMP program is the best use of your charitable dollar among liberty-oriented organizations. Support all the organizations you love, but make sure you give three bucks a month to AMP. At amp.freetalklive.com. Free Talk Live. Welcome back to the show. It's the live Sunday night edition with Stephanie and Jeremy and Mark. We'd love to hear from you at 855 450 free. That's 855 855- Four five zero three seven three three. That's the number to call if you want to get on the air. Um, and I also want to remind you about AMP. 
uh, the AMP program stands for Advertise, Market, and Promote. You can find out more about it at amp.freetalklive.com. If you want to make a small contribution to Free Talk Live about the cost of a cup of coffee just once a month, uh, you can do so for as little as $3 every month, and it all goes back into helping uh, advertise, market, and promote Free Talk Live. You also get some benefits like a commercial-free podcast. You can have access to that as an amplifier. Also, some uh, status access to the AMP toll-free lines and uh, perks on the bulletin board system at Free Talk Live. So one more time, amp.freetalklive.com. If you have any kind of connectivity issues due to poor Wi-Fi reception in your home, there's a product that's really going to change your life. It's called the C-Cranes Super USB Wi-Fi Antenna 3. It is a Wi-Fi antenna that you can plug into one or two USB ports, depending on how much you need to increase your Wi-Fi uh, reception. And it can receive Wi-Fi signals from up to a mile. I'm not kidding you. This is absolutely true. We're using it at our house. It's really amazing. Uh, it increases, I mean, just well beyond that you would ever imagine how it does it. It's You got me. I don't know how it works, but I do know that it does work because we've been using it for months at my house. It's called the C-Cranes Super USB Wi-Fi Antenna 3, and it will change your life as far as Wi-Fi reception. If you've got, say, two houses on one lot and, you know, you you want to use the, uh, the the Wi-Fi from one or you've got a very large house or, you know, for whatever reason, mom's down the street, you want to use hers, whatever, you can do it with the Super USB Wi-Fi Antenna 3 from ccrane.com. When you mention Free Talk Live, when you're checking out, you get a free flashlight. Everybody wants a free flashlight? ccrane.com for the Super USB Wi-Fi Antenna 3. And during the last segment, I made a mistake when I was talking to, what was the gentleman's name? Brett. Brett. In Asheville, Bre- yep. Bretton, Asheville, regarding um, rated markets and that kind of thing. I didn't. You know, I'm I'm not sitting in front of the computer. I didn't know where we were calling from. But WWNC out of Asheville definitely is a rated market. There's no doubt about that. They're the uh, 159th market in the country. Free Talk Live is on more than 100 stations coast to coast, and they're in. You know, a lot of them are in completely unrated markets. Some of them, you know, we're on up into New York City, as a matter of fact. So we're in the number one market in the United States. Do we come out at different times? I believe, uh, you know, Brett was listening to us live. Thanks for listening. And in his, you know, claim that Free Talk Live's Bush League, you know what? It is. We are not the top tier of radio talk shows. We are not in the top five with Rush Limbaugh, Sean Hannity, the, he mentioned, you know, Michael Savage and all those big names. You know, they're they're in the top five, uh, in, in the top ten, I guess. But um, I like what you said about being happy with your business and the growth of it. The I growth mean, is I think happening. it's been tremendous what Free Talk Live has done. And we're bringing a viewpoint to listeners that they're not going to hear uh, you know, it's not the same as the typical conservative talk radio show. Also, we're on in the evening. We're not on during the day. It doesn't matter what Rush Limbaugh does because he's on from noon to three Eastern time. Free Talk Live is on from seven to ten Eastern time. So, you know, it, that doesn't matter. What matters is with uh, against whom we're competing. And, you know, Michael Savage is the, the big boy on the block there. And we do the opposite of Savage. You know, I mean, that's, that's <laughs> well, we have our own principles that guide what we do. But indeed, I but don't do the opposite of Savage because Savage does what Savage right. does. Yeah, uh, we, we are the you know, the alternative to that. If you think that, uh, you know, that hate you don't want to hear from about from is, the is gay important. people and how they're bringing the destruction of America and <laughs> how we autistic kids and. Yeah, and whatever and it is, wars, <laughs> all the so, great. Anyway, yeah. Uh, okay, let's go back to the phones. Uh, Susie has been waiting in Virginia. Susie, are you with us? Hi, I am. Hi, welcome to the show. What's on your mind? Um, well, I wanted to talk a little bit about um, the, 
I think it was in Florida, the, the homeless guy. The face-eating? Say that again? Oh, the face-eating incident? Yeah, the face-eating incident. Okay. See, that's why I think people should be locked away, because that's okay. It turns out that the face-eating guy had mental health issues and he wasn't on bath salts. Susie? I'm here. Okay. It turns out that it wasn't drugs that caused the face-eating guy to eat faces. Um, he wasn't on bath salts, as they have uh, said. Yeah, they got a, a new toxicology report back from him, and it, they, d- they did not find those bath salts in his system. Um, they said that he did have some other mental health issues for sure. And, yeah, I mean, cannibalism is, is very rare. Obviously, it would take a really disturbed individual to do that in the first place. So I, you know, I but feel you, really bad for his victim and I feel pity for him, too. Do you see how the culture of, um, you know, mm, that, that it's, it's easy to say those darn bath salts. I mean, you know, that's it's it's an easy it's it's a meme going on in the news right now. You know, anything that happens is it's the bath salts. And I'm not saying the bath salts are good for you. I am going to no, say that bath I, salts I don't support would not exist if uh, drugs were legal because all these bath salts are is really just different names for uh, synthetic chemicals that and I, are intended to to mirror regular drugs. So this K2, that's one of these bath salts, is just fake marijuana. Oh, I thought, Why would anyone I thought make... K2 was a marijuana replacement and bath salts I mean. mimic MDMA and other... No, no, the bath salts is just this name that they apply to anything that's, oh, uh, you know, fake. I anything see. that's artificially uh, created. Well, no, and actually... Oh, go ahead, that's Susan. That's really interesting, though. No, I'm glad... Like, I actually had no idea about that, and that's interesting because I do kind of agree with you that Kind of once the media grabs their teeth into something, sometimes they just, you know, go with it and continue to kind of spread whatever it is that people want to hear. Yeah, it was all over the news that, oh, this guy was on bath salts. And then the the uh, follow up to that wasn't as widely covered. And thank thank you so much for the call, Susie. Yeah. Well, why would the media want to say that they, they messed that up? And, yeah. you know, I think that some drugs make people violent. There's no doubt about it. And PCP is a good example. I think yeah. alcohol is probably the alcohol. most the best example sure. out there. Is there's a lot of people that become violent when they drink alcohol, or, or at least release inhibitions, and maybe there are sort of violent tendencies that, in their sober state, they can suppress. But once those inhibitions come off, then the underlying violent uh, sort of I'm not here to talk about what's going on for them mental, mentally, um, you know, their mental health issues. I'm here to talk about what they do. And what they do is, is they act violently with alcohol and other drugs. And, uh, you know, I mean, I, I think that those issues should be addressed. As far as I'm concerned, if you convi- commit a violent act and you are, you know, three sheets to the wind, S-face drunk, you should be responsible for your actions. I don't consider that a mitigating circumstance. Yeah. And my, uh, my, my question is... Um, do you really think it's helping people to lock them in cages? Because also there are people who are using these drugs and want to stop using them, but the fear that they will go to prison if anyone finds out that they are using these drugs stops them from them going from- to treatment programs and things like that as well. I don't know in what way it's helping people. I mean, I guess if they're in prison for 60 days or three years or whatever, they might might stop using the drugs during that time, although I- the government can't keep drugs out of the prisons but 
I don't know. How does what, it help people? Maybe hitting going to prison will will have somebody find their bottom. And certainly prisons, um, having been in prison myself for more than eight years, I can tell you that prisons certainly have AA and NA. And these are about these these are almost the sum total of drug treatment programs in America are based off of the twelve step program. I don't know if it's the best or not, but mm-hmm. it certainly is based off of it. And so yeah, they they definitely have those. Some people probably turn themselves around in jail, but. I can also tell you that I've met a lot of people that the first thing they did when they got out of jail was do drugs. Mm-hmm. And so. there are lots of uh, private rehab uh, programs that don't involve going to jail. It's Free Talk Live. What do you think? Uh, should we put people in jail for using drugs? 855-450-FREE. There's more coming. On Free Talk Live, we talk about investing in gold and silver as a hedge against inflation, investment, and barter currency. We've teamed up with Midas Resources to offer you some great rates on some hand-picked gold and silver pieces. U.S. Eagles, British Sovereigns, 20 Francs, Lakota Nation Silver Rounds, Montana Silver Reserves, and Walking Liberty Halves. Call 877-857-9938 or go to gold.freetalklive.com. The shipping is the same for one as it is for 20, so try to get as many as you can all at once. Gold.freetalklive.com. Free Talk Live. Welcome back to the show. You're listening to the Live Sunday Edition with Stephanie. And Jeremy. And Mark. We'd love to hear from you tonight. 855-450-3733 is the number. That's 855-450-FREE. And uh, Mark, did you have anything you wanted to let us know about? Sure. You can join more than a million people who have trusted LegalZoom.com for their common legal documents. Incorporate your business, create a will or a living trust. You can even register a trademark. They're empowering you and protecting you with common legal documents people trust. It's LegalZoom.com. Use coupon code FTL. Save $10 on your order at LegalZoom.com. It's a great service. I've used it. It's fast and easy. They don't give legal advice, but they do uh, do legal documents at your direction. It's LegalZoom.com. All right. Thank you. And let's go straight back to the phones. We've got some callers who want to comment. Ed in Tennessee, are you with us? Hey, how y'all doing? Wonderful. Welcome to Free Talk Live. Hey, I like to bust bread a little bit, you know, peacefully, but I'd like to bust him up. Uh, tobacco, just in the United States, 1,200 deaths per day. Alcohol, mm. probably three to 500 deaths. Per day? All illegal drugs combined, 70 per day. <laughs> Marijuana, zero deaths in what? 50,000 years. Yeah. Mm. You can't overdose on marijuana to, and kill, and it won't kill you if you overdose on it. Right. Well, you can't overdose. The reason why it doesn't affect the brain stem, Stephanie, you can tell us about it. But anyway, uh, <laughs> and he was, Ed, Ed, he was concerned about drunk driving or impaired driving, uh, people who might use various drugs and then get on the road. What, right. do, you, what do you have to say about that? Well, uh, it's such a small percentage, and like I tell y'all, perfect order is the forerunner to perfect horror. It's not going to be a perfect world. I'd rather have a little mistake, mm. people's mistake, humanity. You know what I mean? How? Do, why do you even think or want to try to control everything? Yeah. It just isn't the way it works. It's randomness. I think Things that the... just don't happen. And I want to comment on some... I got so much I comment on. Go ahead. It's genes, physical brains, neurons, genes. All minds, brains are not the same. <laughs> so some people are predisposed to wanting to maybe a being becoming addicted to certain substances, right? And step like the the story you were you reported on, uh, 
uh, physical abuse from the parents. Yeah. Uh, that least, I, you know, probably not a high percentage. You know, it's a lot. It's a mix, like I say. You know, mm-hmm. genes, brains. The your, you know, uh, if you're like the Ice Man, his father beat the you know what out of him. Yeah. Beat his brother physically. Ice Man hit one of his young brothers. He's a so famous serial killer. Him. I mean, you know, think about that. Yeah. How are we going to judge and be so judgmental on other people? You know, the way I look at it, I think if you want to have all this justice, have mercy with it. It's equal mercy and justice. You know, as far as I'm concerned, if people do damage to other people, then they should have to, you know, make them make good in whatever way they need to make good on it. But if doing drugs doesn't damage other people. At least if it if it does, it damages families, and those families can choose to move on. If I right. decided that I was going to start drinking heavily, my wife's going to leave me. <laughs> right. Well, End I don't have that problem, but I do drink. I, I do like drinking heavily. I do like smoking <laughs> marijuana. I'm not one of these cowardly people that won't say it. I mean, you know, think about it. But I, I got a little, little lines here I wrote down listening to you. Prohibition is better than no drugs at all. What's that mean? You know, it's just a joke. Uh, they say they prohibit it. What do they do? Yep. They prohibit freedom, they, not drug use. They can't prohibit drugs in their own prisons. Right, yeah. exactly. You can't keep it out of uh, concrete, steel bars, and guards. How do you think you possibly can stop it in a free, open society, which that's dwindling? And, Mark, you yeah. made an excellent point, and I do want to take up for Free Talk Live. I don't listen to these other bogus shows. Are you talking about a Rush Limbaugh? We bring in an, an entirely different audience. To the drug people, most of his listeners are prohibitionists, but they're listening to a drug user who they say, oh, the drug user is going to be lazy, and this guy's making, what, $40 million a year? Some but ridiculous look, I'll amount. Leave, I'll leave y'all with this. <laughs> he uh, is lazy, to be fair. He just sits around and talks in a microphone. Yeah, <laughs> hey, like me. <laughs> quote Thomas Paine, character kept is better than character recovered. Mm, and character you, cap, like yeah. you say, every we can call up and talk about what we want to. Yeah. These other people, they don't let you talk. Y'all do have a call screen. Hey, I hate call screeners. Oh, they do a good <laughs> service. We can't, individually. we can't handle hey, I, I don't it. Know, I don't mean your call screener. He's nice, but I'm just saying. We love Charles. I don't like call screeners. Well, the advantage like is, up, get on the, the advantage is, is that we can find out who's calling in, what yeah, they're calling about. And, uh, and we don't have to answer me. the phone ourselves. Yeah. And Ed, thank you so much for your call tonight. Okay. Appreciate your thoughts. Right. Let's go to Jeremy listening in Ohio. Jeremy, are you with us? Yeah, yeah. I love the Free Talk Live, and I love Pork Therapy, and I listen to the LRN uh, phone you. app all the time. Yeah, and that's uh, Pork Therapy, that by the way. To... By the way, that's my <laughs> show. I have my own show, P-O-R-C-Therapy.com. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, thank you. Oh, yeah, it's a great show. Thank you. Uh, but the only thing that makes me want to eat faces is when those Fox News radio updates come on. <laughs> well, and, and that's, by the way, uh, for people who are listening, the, the news comes on it, in different locations, different news comes on. On our LRN.FM feed, we have Fox News and we have, uh, I think it's the, the Progressive oh, News Oh, Free Network. Speech Radio News, Free, FSRN. Yeah, yeah FSRN. And, and we have several different news that we rotate in order to try to give as fair of an opinion as possible, as much as Brett may think that we're not fair. <laughs> yeah, everything else on the uh, app is totally liberty, liberty Except for uh, the only problem is I I, I, uh, I uh, recommend the app to friends, and some of them are progressives, 
the, the conservatives love it, but the, well, <laughs> the progressives, they say, the oh, progressives then are, are not listening long enough because mm. the, the fact is... When my is, show comes on, they like it. <laughs> we have, free, we oh, have yeah. the, the free speech radio news that comes on, and mm. so, I mean, that's a progressive-type uh, news, uh, uh, news product. And I'd like to say, right. this is what Ian, my uh, normal weekday host, would say, if you don't like the news, produce a daily liberty-oriented news podcast that fits into the time slot and we'll put you in. Mm. And by oh, the way, Jeremy, funny. Jeremy, for those uh, listeners who aren't familiar, you mentioned that you're listening on an app. I, I think you're referring to the uh, Liberty Radio Network app on the iPhone. Is that correct? Yep. Okay. Yep. Yeah, it's great. Yep. And I think that lrnapp.com, is, they have a website for it, so if people want to find out more, they can go there. And certainly use one of those uh, really valuable search engines and find it. All yes. right. Keep up the good work. Okay, thanks a lot, Jeremy. Thanks for the call tonight. Uh, I believe William is listening with us in uh, Texas. William, are you here? William? Uh, hello, I'm here. Hi, welcome to the show. What's on your mind? Hey, Stephanie and Mark. Hi, uh, and Jeremy's here too, by the way. Oh, okay, Jeremy. Uh, I don't recall the name. Uh, Stephanie, I was going to say, uh, you know, you, like you've been told before, you have a very powerful and convincing voice. Convincing voice. Thank you very much. Yeah, you do have a smooth radio voice. <laughs> I do do voiceovers if you go to my website, porktherapy.com, and click on the voice work page. You can hear my demo. I'd hire you if I had something for you to voiceover. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Thanks a lot. So uh, what's on your mind tonight? Yeah, well, I hear you talk about religion a lot. Okay. Yeah, last <laughs> week, great. Mark and I had an extended discussion. Almost the entire show was devoted to a discussion about religion. Theism versus atheism. Yes, and I heard it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I heard it and listened to it. And, uh, I grew up Christian, and as I've gotten older in the past three or five years, um, I, I become, I, I guess I'd say kind of agnostic. Mm-hmm. Is that, isn't that where you believe there might be a higher power, but you don't know what he, he or she uh, or anybody? I think agnostic falls under the category of, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's where I fall in, okay. kind of. So anyway, Stephanie, one thing about you... You know, you uh, every time people talk about it, you seem to kind of be like laughing at them. Mm-hmm. And, uh, uh, I tr- I try not to laugh at people, um, it, but I'll take your, you know, if that's how you experience it, then I'll I'll listen to what you have to say for sure. Yeah, yeah, and I'm not trying to be uh, confrontational or anything. I mean, I no thanks. I appreciate I'll, that feedback. Would you mind holding the line if you have more? Because I want to keep talking about this with you, but we're coming up short on time. Sure, sure. Oh, okay, more with William when we return. It's Free Talk Live, 855-450-3733 is our number. If you want to get your thoughts in in the last segment of the show, it's coming up. Uh, stick around. It's Free Talk Live. Do you have a website or product that you make available to people nationally or even internationally? Free Talk Live is heard on more than 100 radio stations and two XM channels. FTL's also been voted five times the best political podcast of the year and four times been named to Talkers Magazine's Heavy 100 list, the 100 most important radio programs in the country. We can do ad packages for you from as little as $500 a month on up to $3,000. I'll work with you to customize a package that will work within your budget. Contact me, Mark, at mark at freetalklive.com. (laughs) 
This is Free Talk Live, and we are kicking off the last segment of tonight's show. There's still time to get your calls in if you make them at 855-450-3733. That's 855-450-FREE. Here with you tonight, it's Stephanie. And Jeremy. And Mark. And uh, we've been, you know, having a great time doing the show tonight. I just want to make sure to thank Jeremy one more time before the show ends for coming in with us tonight. It's nice to have you visiting. And uh, spendbitcoins.com is Jeremy's website. So go there if you have some bitcoins that you want to use to buy things on Amazon or other places. Thank you very much. Yes, I've really enjoyed it. Thanks for having me, guys. Yeah, please come back and uh, maybe you'll be uh, back more permanently sometime soon if you make the move to New Hampshire. Uh, Let's go back to the phones, gentlemen. We've been talking with William. And uh, William, are you back? William, can you hear me? Yes, I can hear you. Can you hear me? Yes, you're back now. Uh, So before, in the last segment, we were kind of starting to talk about the discussion that Mark and I had last week about theism and atheism. And you mentioned that you heard me talking about atheism and or or you heard me like interacting with other people who were talking about religion and that I sounded like I might have been laughing at them. And uh, go ahead and, and if you have more thoughts on that, expand. And uh, maybe well, I can... yeah. Well, first of all, none of us are ever going to say anything that's not going to offend somebody, right? Yeah. There's there's people out there that are looking to be offended, you know, no matter what you say. But you do seem to kind of come off as a know-it-all on that. But I'm not being mean. I'm not trying to be confrontational. I don't know what other word to say but they're smug yeah well, i mean well, okay i'll i'll take well, what you well, have to say as a valuable thing william i'm not uh you know i'm open to hearing that and it's valuable for well, me because i want people to be open to hearing what i have to say so i don't want to sound you know i don't want to turn people off with the way i talk personally i do have a lot of and i'll admit this i do have a lot of trauma i guess around religion and the, and the way me i was too. brought up and I guess all of my you know, co-hosts tonight are saying the same thing. So it's really difficult for me. I think sometimes it becomes a pretty emotional, uh, emotionally charged anyway issue to talk about. Um, but yeah, and I've been trying to work on it, you know, <laughs> for the past year that we've been doing the Free Talk Live Sunday show. I've really been trying to work on, um, you know, just the way that I interact with people who I disagree with about religion. Uh, but it, of course, it's a work in progress. Well, yeah, none of us are perfect. You know, I mean, gosh, but... That's all. That was based on my feedback. Uh, you know. Okay. Do you have any like specific uh, examples? Did you, by the way, before you go on, um, did you think that during that show that she seemed smug or um, you know seemed like she was ridiculing people in in that that one? Because I mean, I've certainly in other instances I've felt that way, but I felt like during that particular show that she had enough time to discuss what she felt without and I having did, to insert herself. I did herself. get some other feedback on that particular show that somebody who was a Catholic and shared the show on Facebook and said that he thought I sounded respectful in that discussion, so at least somebody... Yeah, thought. yeah, hey, and yes, the last one you were less so than most time, it just, you, you, when, you were, when you talk about religion, you, you you make it sound so foolish, and I understand your your emotions, but you kind of make it sound so foolish, almost, I don't know, just kind of like you know for sure that God isn't real and all that, like you know for sure. I feel and confident, I, I mean, I feel confident in my, in the conclusions that I've reached. Um, and yeah, I understand that. I, I, you know, as you said, you're an agnostic, so you, you really take the approach that you don't know, and and that's... 
I, I guess I could see, like, coming from your perspective, how anyone who says, yeah, God does not exist is going to sound a certain way, you know, and like, okay. Well, well, you... well, Christian, well Christians say they, are, they, they say he does exist, and they think you're a fool for not believing, and vice versa, right? Mm-hmm. Can I That's ask, all. William, um, what, what was it that sort of um, brought you closer to agnosticism? Like, you mentioned that you were formerly Christian, and what was it that changed your mind or brought you around? Just a, just a lot of thinking, a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, basically, and you know that's basically it. Yeah, you know, I in found... a nutshell, that conversation could last for hours. You know? <laughs> okay, <laughs> I found for myself that uh, when I was. You know, when you applied certain thought processes to you know, different religious beliefs, and I didn't, uh, you know, I, I didn't give up the Bible all in one fell swoop. Um, you, you know, they, they didn't hold water in this way or that way, and um, that it it was it was very difficult for me. Um, I had to, you know, a certain type of mind. When you tell it uh, at a very young age that this is the truth, then. You know they're going to accept it, and but they're you know my mind kept working at it and working at it and working at it. And frankly, and this this is one of the big reasons that people will teach their kids religion is because they want them to have a moral foundation. And for me, religion was the opposite of a moral foundation because once I found out that the once I decided for myself that uh, you know all the different languages in the world didn't come from God breaking up some uh, construction project called the Tower of Babel and that uh, you know that all the animals animals didn't float around in a giant boat for a year and um, you know that all these stories were just poppycock um, you know then then at that moment I didn't have a moral foundation anymore when when your when your child doesn't isn't taught that morality works that morality has a purpose and that it allows one to function better in society by acting right that you'll get better things in your life that's the reason for morality if the reason for yeah. morality is because you might go to hell and then you decide that hell doesn't exist, you have no foundation. And that, I believe, is the reason that I went to prison for nine years for murder. Yeah. So you yeah. feel very, very strongly Absolutely. about this. Absolutely. And I think, that, I think that parents that are teaching their kids, if you're going to teach them whatever religion you're going to teach them, fine. But make sure that they understand that morality works, that telling the truth works, that this is the best way to operate. They'll have the most successful life. They'll make the most money. They'll be the happiest um, in, in their lives if they operate in a moral fashion. Not that they're going to go to hell if they do bad things. I don't know if Stephanie's... Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Well, I just want to interject before uh, forget. I want to say, Mark, one thing I like about your opinions about it and all is that you've done a lot of reading. You said you read the Bible a few times or more three than times once through. Or yeah, three times through and seven times through the New Testament, and you know you've certainly. done research. I mean, yep. you're, you're but anyway. I'll, I'll be quiet and I'll listen. All right, William. Thanks for your thoughts and thanks for that feedback that you gave me tonight. Appreciate your call. Uh, we do have another call on the line. Let's try to get Daryl in Washington. In Daryl, Daryl, are you with us? Uh, yes, I am. Welcome to Free Talk Live. Yeah, what's on your mind? Um, well, I just was listening, and there was the previous guy that spoke about how you felt a little bit offended about the comments that, or I don't know, he, he felt like you were mocking or something, in a way, of uh, religion. And really, we, we have to kind of take into perspective that um, religion, politics, and economics are the three top things that are most controversial to speak to or talk about, and it's almost impossible to not have some sort of emotion behind it. 
Yeah, this is true. I mean, on Free Talk Live, we're not afraid to explore subjects that are kind of taboo in other uh, radio shows and in life in general. And talk radio, Mm -hmm. you know, can be a little bit more... I guess, high conflict. I I try not to make it high conflict, but you're talking about ideas and people are going to disagree. And uh, so, yeah, I I basically agree with you. And and thanks for that. I'd also like to say that Stephanie oftentimes, half the time, is sitting in the uh, second chair and I'm sitting in the first chair. And when I'm in the first chair and I'm controlling all the buttons and stuff, I tend to get a little nervous and I talk more. And so, therefore, she has to insert herself. And one of the, and it's in sort of a quick way uh, to insert oneself when one's talking about a topic of religion is saying, Ah, that's silly. Or something like that. You know, you don't actually say those things. You're like, I don't believe it. Or something like that. And, you know, it could certainly Sometimes seem- it's a defense mechanism, too, because sometimes yep. I feel uncomfortable or I'm I'm actually feeling nervous that people are going to hear this and get offended. And so I say, oh, <laughs> there's no God. You know, and there's so. <laughs> argumentum, uh, what, what is it, uh, reductum ad absurdum to this extent. If somebody called in talking about the flying spaghetti monster and talking about how he was, uh, his noodly appendage created all, we'd think that they were kidding. We'd think that they, and if, and if after a period of time they appeared to be really convinced, then we'd think they were nuts. So, you know, we, we are functionally atheists when it comes to pastafarianism, which is the belief that the, uh, the, the, the flying spaghetti monster created everything. So, I mean, you know, and I think this is a point that Stephanie made in the last show, and I think it's really great, is, you know, we're, we're atheists when it comes to Greek mythology, although it's really great to read and be able to uh, talk to people about these, uh, you know, Euripides and all these, <laughs> these I think names. that originally is actually Richard Dawkins' um, argument, or, or maybe, I mean, I've heard a lot of, like, sure. you know, uh, uh, Christopher Hitchens, Sam Harris, they all make that argument that, Hey, we're all atheists with respect to all the other religions in the world, but why? You know, some of us just go one just, god further. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. So, um, so I don't know if Stephanie's experience is similar to mine at all, but I don't know. I was a Christian, mm-hmm. and then I became an agnostic, like our last caller, because I didn't want to be dogmatic. And then I realized, well, no, I, I don't believe. So I might as well say I don't believe. Um, but I have that trouble, sort of making jokes and making people. I don't know, making out like people are silly for believing in Christianity. Um, And I think that that comes from laughing at myself and my former self and some of the things that I used to believe. So one thing that's for certain is that ridiculed people are not going to be easily convinced. True, true. So I think we can all have some more empathy for ourselves. Daryl, thanks for the call. And uh, this has been Free Talk Live. Find us at freetalklive.com. See you tomorrow night. Thanks for listening.